0: This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our
1: Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor.
0: Yo, 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 it's ODB. We're getting ready to roll into episode 241, but I did want to just stop for a moment and wish all of the awesome dads out there a happy Father's Day this weekend on June 20th. Kick back. Relax a little bit, get you a cold drink, whatever you're into, and uh, do what you do, whether it's relax, get out, work on uh, something, or go to a show. And uh, we just want to say thanks for all the support. Let's go ahead and roll into this episode. Happy Father's Day to all the great dads out there. And if your dad's still here, show him some love. Are you um, are you high yet or no?
2: Oh, I'm high as a fucking kite, brother.
0: Yo, 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 yo. It's our lifestyle podcast, a.k.a. OLP. Thanks for rocking with us. It's episode two fo one, 241, and we're coming in hot. We got so much to talk about, but first we got Mickey Mike, the gallivatin' Man Mayor. When are you dropping the debut album, The gallivatin'
2: Man? I'm just a Gallivanting Man.
0: Well, dude, you're, I think you're really picking up, man. You know, avid listeners, maybe last month or last episode. You know, heard you singing at the beginning, man. I, 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 didn't know you had it in you. Well,
2: hey, you asked me a question earlier, and right now I'm
0: as high as a motherfucker. <laughs> That's Afro Man's song. I got high. I got high. But oh so high, oh so high, dude. Mike, I'm so excited about this episode. It's um, you know, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about, and. I do want to remind everyone that we literally are uh, getting close to one of our favorite shows. It's a custom car show production event, and it's going down on Biloxi. We've talked a lot about this one, and I had to reinforce to myself, I was like, wait a minute, we're a couple weeks away. No, we're one week away, so next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to be in Biloxi for Scraping the Coast. 19th annual event if you are a part of our official OLP calendar which you can subscribe to through our lifestyle podcast.com you can subscribe to it on your iPhone or Android you'll see that there's going to be the reminders set one week before uh, Of course you've got the uh, Facebook a uh, link to the scraping the coast uh, page as well as scraping the coast.com come on out rock with us but Mike on this one dude, Dude, You know when I get excited about a guest, you know, I talked with you earlier this week, man, and the audio that we got done with uh, Steven Van Diemen, dude, I'm so excited to bring this one. I know many know his name, some may not, but, dude, Mike, it's a fun one.
2: Dude, it's another, an absolute another home run, knock that mother out of the park, and, you know, hats off to you, um, you know, pulling – pulling this one again and uh, do the stories. You guys are going to love these old school stories uh, that you're about to, about to hear uh, when you listen to this interview, you definitely, um, you know, don't want to miss it. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's a great time. So we'll of course have that audio. And then we have the homie Adam trip from the spark show. Got a short segment with him that he'll kind of lead off our key show updates. Of course, we're excited about being at the spark show that is in August up in Sevierville, Tennessee. Highly suggest you pull out your iPhone or Android, go to Google Maps, my favorite Maps app, other than Waze. I use Waze, but if I want a map, I kind of go Google Maps. If I want directions, I go Waze. But of course, uh, that event is going down, and uh, that's the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Adam will talk about it. Now, this episode overview is brought to you by our family at Graphics Mafia. That's Graphics with an X, GraphicsMafia.com. If you're looking for stickers, decals, uh, many of uh, you are adding your Instagram or, dare I say, Snapchat uh, handle uh, via a vinyl sticker to your truck or your car. Uh, They could take care of all of that, including wraps. Mike, they're great people, right?
2: Dude, absolutely. Um, I tell you what, I needed some stickers for Eastbound Get Down. And so I reached out, and it's like, hey, I need these. I need these by this weekend. I'm going to be working the street trucks booth. And wait, wait, wait! So, You're
0: going to be working the streets?
2: Well, the corners. If oh, I'm going okay. <laughs> to call it the corners, we don't call it the streets. <laughs> right, you know, right. call it the corners. This time, I was actually working the street trucks booth, and um, I got my American flag um, uh, bathing suit, and I was ready to rock and roll. So, you know, we were good to go for some reason they wouldn't me wouldn't let me on stage you know during the bikini contest but that's okay <laughs> yeah but <I> know. <laughs> but dude cute. i was hotter i was hotter than most of those girls that were up there though i mean and god forbid we we already knew one of the american force girls was going to win it anyway so i don't even know why they bothered having it
0: well if you ever listen to the way down yonder on the Chattahoochee it gets hotter than something right mike
2: Hotter than a hoochie-coochie.
0: Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were trying to ban gangster rap. I mean, dude, he was more gangster with that than anyone I know. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, in all seriousness, big ups, GraphicsMafia.com, Instagram, of course, TikTok as well. Love the videos that they're doing. But, Mike, let's transition into the scene updates. And, uh, listen, we, we talked a little bit about our big homie, Greg Miller. I know there's not a lot of updates. Uh, some of you guys are seeing updates, kind of real time, through social media with his family. All I can say, Mike, is continue to pray for the homie. This is typically his busiest time of year, getting ready for STC, also known as scraping the coast, and uh, saying my prayers, thinking about him a lot. Uh, he loves the scene, and I know that he appreciates all the support from everyone, Mike.
2: Uh, absolutely, and you know, staying in, um, staying in contact with Lauren and uh you know just asking her you know how's it going and and uh he had a rough day we're recording here on tuesday and he actually had a rough day today they had a little bit of a setback um but at the same time um he's having his good days he's having his bad days he's having his good times he's having his bad times so definitely just keep those prayers uh going um because hey he's uh he's he he, you know he's, he's he's still going and um so there's no reason why um, the the power of prayer uh, can't bring him through this. And uh, so he can be back there, um, you know, at the saddle um, on stage, giving out those awards and shaking those hands and kissing those babies. Uh, so definitely keep those prayers coming for our boy, uh, Greg Miller.
0: Real deal, Holyfield. Now, Mike, it's not easy to transition off of that. The uh, one thing you kind of hinted there we had awesome opportunity. We went out to Daytona this past weekend. There was this event there, and we had such a good time. We partnered with Street Trucks, Mike, and dude, you talk about hotter than something. You know, like you said earlier, man, it was hotter than one of those. But Mike, when you partner with like Nicole and Chris Hamilton and our homie Josh, dude, dude, great people, ain't that right, Mike?
2: Well, this was my first time meeting Josh, and uh, yeah, what a great guy. And, of course, you know, Chris and Nicole, um, you know, just we, we did the damn thing, man. And we went there. Uh, we definitely presented well. And, um, you know, I think we uh, we definitely got something to, to uh, be uh, talking about here in the in the near future. So, well actually, I think you can go ahead and let, let a little cat out of the bag. What, what will we have at uh, Scraping the Coast for sure?
0: Well, at Scraping the Coast, we're going to give you a little bit of a sample. And if you come by and you make a purchase, we have a free giveaway while supplies last. Uh, it's pretty something pretty cool. Uh, it's definitely something of value, and uh, of course we're gonna give out as many as we can. It does tie into street trucks, and we think next week we'll drop the episode a little bit early, and we'll have a couple more tie-ins. We don't want to give away too much, Mike. You know the main the main event is next week, but to Mike's point, you know, you'll be able to come by in the Freon poisoning, aka air conditioning, there at the Coliseum. You'll have a couple of cool trucks to look at. You'll have the OLP booth. We're going to have some brand new products, but we're also going to have a giveaway while supplies last for every purchase. Uh, So come by, buy some stickers, hats, decals, metal signs, you name it, we got it. And uh, thanks to all of our vendors and suppliers like Graphic Disorder for continuing to make this an easy journey for us. Really a fun journey. But to your point, Mike, getting back to Daytona, uh, first time I got a chance to go to one Daytona I know that's a big kind of destination after even the rod runs and things like that. It does seem now that we're full steam ahead, getting kind of back to normal. Uh, and uh, it was a big event and just had a great time. I got a chance to see street trucks Artemis build. And if you go out on YouTube and you look through their recent videos, uh, they posted, uh, you know, obviously some cool stuff with it, but Mike, just a real good weekend, man. It was good seeing you bro.
2: No, absolutely. Always good hanging out. Um, Actually, I got a phone call from um, our buddy uh, Ryan over at um, Profab Florida, and he said he had to hang out with you a little bit. And um, he let the cat out the bag and said that, you know, why I had the, you know, why he was working on the, uh, you know, you call it the banana hammock, Uh, you know, why he was working on, you know, bright as hell, gone postal, whatever everybody wants to call it. You told him to go ahead and chop the, chop the damn roof.
0: Damn, man. I thought, no, 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 no. He's got it twisted. He was telling me when oh. I ran into him, he goes, yo, he goes, I've been listening to the podcast. He goes, I, He goes, you know, that list that you've got, that little database of the stuff. He goes, dude, I got some ideas. And I go, well, can we work these out? And he said, dude, he goes, bro. Like, he, go, he didn't even want me to share them on air. And, and I guess he let one out of the bag, you know. But I told him, I said, dude, you know, don't let Mike try to cop out. You know, he's got to, you know, he's got to ramp these mods up, you know, at some point. Oh,
2: absolutely! No, I I definitely got to and and um, I I do believe here in the in the near future. Uh, I think the gold wing doors is what we're gonna um, is what we're gonna you know do first the first mod.
0: Excellent! Now we're cooking, man! Yeah, rider well, yeah, profile. Put
2: some you know a set of t tops on it and put the Firebird on the front, um, you know, on the hood.
0: Yeah, and if you ever watch Night Rider, you know the, the, the kit had that ejection seat. So like let's say you know you know you're pissing Shannon off, she could push the button and Kit will eject it, you know eject you out like twenty feet in the air. Kind of it kind of be cool, man. Almost like a trampoline.
2: That would be pretty dope. I ain't gonna lie.
0: <laughs> but seriously, uh, thanks to street trucks, you can go out on Facebook or YouTube and you can watch some of the live streams. Now I don't know how long that stuff stays out there. I think on Insta or I think on YouTube it'll kind of live out there a little bit longer. Now, I know some of you might, you know, see some of it and go, ah, that's not my cup of tea. You know, we check in with people like at Bedwood. We talk about a couple of the key folks like Holly, uh, like Bell Tech, and uh, the fine folks there. But we also get a chance to meet some people. Uh, There were some mini trucks out there, so I got a chance to slap hands with some of the guys down south. And uh, one of the homies brought the Colorado out, and uh, we saw it at Orange Beach Invasion before the crew cab that's laid out, the black one. Uh, got a chance to r- run into Boogaloo Van, Josh Wheeler, the OG. Of course, Keg Media was out there. He partners with Orange Beach Invasion, uh, Jason from American Force, and as we mentioned, Mike and a lot of good kin folks. So thanks to everyone that came by the booth. And most importantly, we're starting to kind of get any bugs that we've had in the past worked out. So it will allow us to ramp up. Now, I don't know what's going to happen with the schedule for the rest of the year, but you know, Mike, if all goes well, we may be under Vegas, under the lights a little bit later this year, and that would allow us to be out at the mini-truck Hall of Fame. Uh, there's going to be more announcements coming with that, and I think because of the event canceled last year, it's going to allow for those folks to be uh, inaugurated, I believe is the, pr- pr- the pronunciation, you know, allow them to kind of get their due, uh, rightfully so. Oh,
2: without without a doubt. Um you know, because they definitely deserve it, and uh i uh, I see it coming and uh you know they they definitely are not gonna uh let it you know go without uh you know putting those guys in there and give them give them their proper uh, uh send into the into the hall.
0: Real deal now uh from a print standpoint, we gotta you know thank our family at all time Low magazine. we uh they've worked uh a lot of hours to get this issue out. And we have started to see in social media leading up through this week. I think we mentioned last week that they were going to ship. And if you go to atlmagazine.com, you can buy a copy now. Under magazines, you're going to see that basically they have a six month subscription. All you know, everything kind of in the world has kind of went up in prices, so you'll see that there. Uh, you get six issues, but issue number twenty eight is twenty bucks. And uh, really amazing quality. I think you'll be blown away when you get your hands on one. But, of course, as we mentioned last week, we've got uh, the awesome Sketchy Fam out there. And uh, it's just a good issue. Now, Mike, I haven't received mine yet, so I'm looking forward to it. And then we'll, of course, go through it in depth, as we always do.
2: Oh, of course, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just like you, I have not received my copy yet either. Um, so uh, definitely look forward to seeing that one because um, I see a bunch of people posting – um as we speak you know they're they're receiving them so uh they, they are definitely on the way my my friend
0: yes sir now from a social standpoint uh there were a couple things i saw and we'll kind of keep this episode you know we're going to kind of keep this one based upon our timeline a little bit uh tighter i, I know we it seems like we always say that and then we kind of go long but uh we are going to keep you know some of these segments segments down a little bit um i wanted to mention that uh, Hot Rod Christina. She had uh, recently been our guest uh, as a woman for All Time Low magazine, speaking of ATL. And I think it was the last, not the current issue, maybe the one before that. And I apologize, they kind of all run together in my head. But she recently put out some artwork for uh, Seductive's uh, show in September of this year. So it looks really awesome. Uh, you could find her Hot Rod Christina with a K. Uh, Hot Rod Christina on Instagram, and uh, she did some cool stuff, so I wanted to share that. And then, Mike, looking on the good old uh, book face, uh, I thought it was pretty cool that Chad Luke is proudly displaying in his awesome garage. Chad Luke's one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, He was displaying the uh, Get Decked OLP, Minis on the Rise Award, but he also had the Hammered Weekend Wear Award, so he's racking them up, cracking them up, stacking them up against the gates like the famous Warren G song, Dude, man, I want to move in that
2: garage, dog. I tell you what, that garage is probably one of the baddest damn garages of garages in our scene. I mean, that thing is badass. Not only has he got badass bikes, but then he's got all the damn skate decks. And then, of course, he's got that badass Toyota parked in the garage as well. So you can't go wrong with that damn garage. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you can. And, uh, man... I, it just proves you don't have you know you don't have to have the biggest garage in the world to have the baddest garage in the world. I love it uh, with the floors the way they're done, the wood on the on the um, on the inside there kind of the some of the walls, especially the back wall. But then he also has some of the galvanized type uh, steel. I call it corrugated metal, uh, and then of course all the amazing. Uh, skate decks. He's actually uh, helped me get one that I've always wanted and uh, he took care of that when I was out at Sicknick I think I think it was a couple years ago so uh, Chad's a good dude and Mike I'm already getting ready to post. I've been looking back at his truck at Scraping the Coast six years ago so I'm looking forward to uh, doing some comparison posts. I mean some things have changed in the past six years with Chad's truck. Uh,
2: just a little bit just a little bit. I tell you what though um, things have definitely changed but I tell you what he owes a lot to his friend's Uh, You know, especially, um, you know, he's got some really good friends that helped him get uh, that uh, truck uh, to the point that it is today. And uh, so, you know, hats off to to Chad and all his buddies uh, that helped him get that truck to to where it is. So uh, it definitely is one badass uh, crew cab. And uh, look forward to seeing Chad and his truck at Scraping the Coast here uh, next weekend.
0: Real deal, and I saw Billy Bob, of course, uh, B- the Billy Bob cop podcast. Good dude. He said, a friend pushed me to enter the Dotson in the Hot Wheels Legends Tour contest. Step one down. Guess we'll see what happens. So uh, you've been approved to display at the virtual Hot Wheels Legends Tour. So uh, pretty cool stuff. But he's on the rise, of course. So uh, big ups to the homie. But uh, those were... Some of the items we got a couple more we'll share here in the Airhead Nation updates, but those are some of the key things we wanted to share this week. And we couldn't do what we do without fine folks that get behind our cause. And we just want to thank Garage Gear Clothing for the continued support. We tell you time and time again you can visit garagegearclothing.com. They're, of course, on Facebook, they're on Instagram, but really where you're going to get the most money, the most bang for your buck, and it's free content, folks. TikTok and YouTube, they've got a ton of subscribers, subscribers on the rise. And, Mike, it's, there's a shipping charge on all of their orders on garagegearclothing.com, but I kind of forgot what it might be.
2: Um, Well, Jay, you can't say there is a shipping charge because ah. if you're... Ah, aha. <laughs> so, if you live anywhere in the United States, it is absolutely free. And that's only at garagegearclothing.com.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Well, the key show updates. Let's go ahead and roll in here with some audio from the big homie, Adam Tripp, from the Spark Show. He'll lead you in with a little bit of information about two months away, give or take, from this event. Hey, hey, as Miggity Mike, the mayor, and I just mentioned, we're going to roll in here with some audio with the homie, Adam Tripp. How you doing, homie? What's going on, Jay? Not much, dude. We're excited about the Spark Show. We've been talking about it. Obviously, listeners, avid listeners, last couple years, we went up to Sevierville, Tennessee. Dude, what a freaking blast. We kid a lot about some of the stuff that went down, but dude, uh, why don't you give us a, you know, I know you're probably itching to maybe share some of the key high-level stuff, maybe the dates, reinforce some of that. I know you got some of the new artwork out, but You know, what would you share from us from a show promoter standpoint?
1: Man, I definitely appreciate the kind words on that. Last year, I know we had a blast even with the whole pandemic thing. Everything was kind of weird. But uh, definitely looking forward to the eighth annual, man. I can't believe we've been doing this eight years. Um, But, yeah, this year, you know, August 13th through the 15th, Sevier County Fairgrounds, same location. Um, We're pumped, man. We've got tons of new stuff going on. Um and and tons of pre registrations more pre-registrations than we've ever had any year. Uh, it, it's it's wild. We've got a ton of great quality coming out. Uh, we we
0: are pumped. I know you're always excited about really kind of the family atmosphere that you have. You have kinfolk, as I call them, travel from <laughs> all around different states to oh, yeah. converge upon Sevierville, Tennessee. Now, let's say you got someone that doesn't know the area very well obviously they can go on google maps like i tell people and just type in or severeville is a little tough to, to spell so i always you know click on the little microphone and i'm like severeville tennessee right you know pronunciate it like that and then yeah. boom it's going to pop up but what would you tell someone that's going to travel in or maybe they're on the fence yeah. about coming to your town
1: yeah exactly so severeville is definitely the the lesser of the known cities right there but It's right beside Pigeon Forge, Gatlinburg area, a big tourist area, tons of stuff to do, tons of uh, shopping. Uh, There's a big water park resort called The Wilderness that is literally right down the road on the same road as we are uh, with a brand new water park that just opened up called Soaky Mountain. Uh, So if you're looking for either of those, you want to maybe do a quick vacation uh, water park. Uh, I know... Ron Perkins said he was a huge water park fan. He might be hitting one of those up before the show. We might have to have Hank run in the booth or something yeah, like that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Hank will. Yeah, no, that's but, good uh, stuff.
1: Yeah, great great area to be in, um, you know, in and out of the show. We always have good uh, good eats after the show and definitely good eats during the show. But uh, right off exit 407, off Interstate 40, uh, can't miss it. Uh, just, just right down the road.
0: Well, we should have started with this, but how excited are you about – You recently, in the last year or so, you made a shift over to graphic disorder. We tell people all the time it can take, you know, elevate your show, your business, your brand really to the next level. GraphicDisorder.com. Love Brant, Eric, uh, Shelly, all all the kinfolk up there. But how excited were you? I think it was just this week that the news broke of the new artwork.
1: That is the best way to put it. Graphic disorder has absolutely elevated everything about. The spark show in in my opinion and i love everybody that helps out but to have somebody that can develop this artwork i mean it's like they pull it right out of my brain i'm like this is what i want and then they put it on paper um yeah you've got our first design that came out for this year with ashley wimmer's s10 we got the bears tossing their cornhole uh you know the the great design looking like the old vhs um cassette tapes you know for the flyers and everything I uh, did a killer job. And then with the newest design this week, uh, with Corey Floyd's Y OBS and uh, Dustin and Michelle Boone's Scion, you know, with the pink flamingos driving. Uh, that's the shirt we call the Pink Floyd. And um, we are going to have some of those available uh, at the show, but pre order is live on those at the website. Um, and you can go and get your size and color because we'll probably only have like one color of, of those shirts at the show. Uh, but that is on the website, uh, thesparkshow.bigcartel.com.
0: Excellent, and of course, one of my favorite ways to keep up with info is the Spark Show on Instagram. Of course, it's got the uh, the underscores. You can also tap on following, and um, uh, you can also tap on um, you know and kind of turn on post notifications, which I think is really important. Uh, you know, if you particularly love a show or a brand. Um, you know, you can kind of just go and do that, which is pretty awesome. But the link is there also in Instagram. Uh, Big ups to Michelle Boone. And of course, uh, Corey Floyd, good, great people. Uh, So great choices there. Now, uh, when folks come into Sevierville for the Spark Show, they obviously are going to find a lot of kind of southern places to eat and and just a lot of good kinfolk. Uh, The hotels are very close and whatnot. But Let's say someone is going, you know, I've been cooped up in my state and now I'm ready to rock and roll. It's the summer. Um, Should what should people know about the city? Any other things you want to reinforce about maybe where to stay with the host hotels and whatnot?
1: So we've got the host hotel, uh, which is the Econo Lodge. Um, I know some people last year said that it was a little rough because they're doing some reconstruction. All that is complete. Uh, Much easier to get into this year. Uh, So there are host hotels. I know that you can get onto the website or if you have the flyer, all the information's there on how to book. And they do have a show rate specific. Uh, but there's tons of places to stay right around there, literally uh, you know, five minutes from the show. Uh, of course, I've got people. I know big clubs like renting cabins up in the mountains and things like that. Um, so that would be, you know, hotel or, or stay area. But talking food, you know, you're coming in. The one thing I have to mention is Friday night's pre-party. You've got Malloy's Tacos that is going to be sponsoring the pre-party as always, and he's going to have a brand new taco this year just for Spark Show, as he always does. And he's going to be feeding us all night long, and then out throughout the weekend, we've got Malloy's coming back with tacos, we've got barbecue coming out, we've got peas nuts, uh, we've got great food at the show, and then there's tons of places to eat right around there, too. You
0: know? Oh, yeah. And... um. I want to say we went to a barbecue spot locally and just, you know, had a good time there and and got some good food. Now the other thing that's underrated is the hop, skip, and a jump away over the mountain, right? Not to grandma's house or whatever. But when we went, I know it's kind of like an eye drive is the way Mike always explains it. But when you go over to is it pigeon forge, right? You've got the whole family atmosphere. So like, let's say you got the, 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 you know, the family coming in with the kids, you guys can they can galavan over there and do go-kart racing, food, all sorts of kind of i-drive type themed deals, right?
1: Absolutely. If you're not familiar with the area, the uh there's something for everybody out there. Burger joints, um, you know, Mexican restaurants, whatever you want out there. Uh go-kart races, you've got the laser tag, all kinds of rides and things. Um, you yeah, know, not to mention things like the Hollywood, and some of the big stuff that's out there, but um The big thing, too, for Saturday night is, kind of like Mike said, it is a great, long, flat stretch of road that last year we had a great fleet doing an awesome cruise, and we will be doing a cruise this year after dinner uh, on Saturday night, and I cannot wait to have everybody out there cruising safe. You know, we got to be a little bit careful. We can't be acting a fool, but we're going to have a good time cruising the Strip again like old days, old mini-nats days.
0: Yeah, brother. Now, we've got a few more minutes, and I wanted to just kind of pick your brain on the awards, right? Sure. So, you know, most of us, we know we don't go to shows for awards, but that is an intricate piece, love it or hate it, of an event, right? You've got uh, really top-class vehicles coming from all over. I remember seeing the bug out there in so many different vehicles like Daryl Poe and Nikki's the S10, right? But uh, what would you want to do in terms of, like, with the awards, anything you want to share there?
1: We've got uh, partnered up as always with Welch's chop shop to help us out with all of our uh, CNC, you know, laser cut metal awards. We love using Welch uh, and he's going to help out with the top 40. And then we've got 15 specialty awards that are 1000% unique this year. We've never done anything like this. We've got a brand new painter coming on uh, with fleas color factory. Okay. He's a local guy. He's been to SEMA countless awards, his garage is amazing, uh, but these are going to be one-off awards that you're going to want. I know not everybody comes out for the awards, but I do put a lot of pride into these and making sure these are top-notch because, you know, I want to give uh, credit to those that uh, that have worked their butt off all year for these. So, you know, let's uh, praise these these rides. You're going to get a cool award. So, uh, Welch's Chop Shops, you know, cut those, Flea's Color factories painting them, um, and, and we're going to have something for everybody out there.
0: Excellent, dude. And I know we couldn't talk about the Spark Show without one of your brothers, Dizzy. You know, he is is, is a big uh, driving force. I know he partners well with you guys, and he helps really promote it. Why don't you uh, give Dizzy a big shout-out, homie?
1: Absolutely. If you see something on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Dizzy is the one that is posting it up. Uh, couldn't do this without him, without, you know, our entire family's help. Uh, with that. So like you said before, it's, it's Kim folk, you know, you got family all over, but literally have family that runs the entire show and we pride ourselves on that. We're not some big corporation. It is a family run show. And uh, we, we want to keep it that way always. And we're going to keep doing it. Um, mentioning family. we got some of that comes all the way from the Midwest. You will have DJ Mays spinning tunes all weekend long, Friday night through Sunday. And he'll be helping me out, so we love having him come out, too. But uh, I do believe in the newest issue of All Time Low, DJ Mays and Dizzy had a nice little selfie there.
3: <laughs>
0: hey, hey, hells yeah, man. Yeah, we love All Time Low Magazine, ATLmagazine.com, and they're always going to be at all your events as well. And that's pretty awesome, dude. And, you know, I concur. Just a great guy. W- w- you know, we've got to work on this new, like maybe Biggity Mike the Mayor, maybe a 3.0 sticker. You know, we've got one and two kind of sold out. Prices are skyrocketing, I heard, on eBay. But, you know, I tell people, hang on to them. You just never know. They could go up some more. I know Mike loves it. But, man, so we talked a little bit about uh, reinforce the dates again for us. So, uh, August 13th, 14th, 15th. Uh, we got
1: uh, the Friday night pre party. We're going to start. Uh, Show does open Friday 9, and then we'll go into the pre-party around 6 until uh, whenever uh, ODB decides to pass out from all the cornhole he's playing. And then uh, Saturday 8 to 5, Sunday 9 to about 1 is when we'll do awards, make sure everybody can get home safe for those long drives.
0: Yeah, real deal, man. It's going to be awesome. It's the Spark Show, severe Real, Tennessee. For many of you, the listeners, uh, it's kind of a hop, skip, and a jump away I know the homie mini truck Matt uh, he loves going out to that one as well if he can, and just a lot of good people, Nathan Coker. I remember uh, he did that awesome award a couple years ago and there's just a lot of good people there. Uh, the venues uh, easy to get into, easy to get out. and as you mentioned, Adam, a great family atmosphere and you know to you, the friends, family, everybody that helps, except for those guys that are always talking smack about the corn toss. you know what I mean I might have to come in there this year and really just you know do a top rope deal you know, and throw them around a little bit. But, I mean, you, you just have to turn your back so that you don't see any of the, you know, the little shenanigans, you know what I mean?
1: Well, you know, Corey Floyd's always talking smack about he is the grand champion of all things cornhole. And uh, I, I don't know that we're going to have to let him uh, allow him to play this year. I mean, he you know, Flop Shots is bringing custom cornhole boards that you could win Friday night, but I don't know if we should let Corey play.
3: Yeah,
0: I know, dude. I I agree. We might have to pull in like a sanction. Like we'll have to get Dizzy to make the rule book. Like maybe he could – I don't know. I heard he's kind of good with the Photoshop stuff. Maybe he could do something like the official rule book of the Spark Show, you know. Kind of like Mike's oh, yeah. tick marks, you know, in his binder. I mean his employee binder is really all over the road. I don't know if he's going to get any pay this year. But, uh, you know, I know Dizzy will come up with something at least. For the you know the official sanctioned book of the Spark Show, you know we need the rule book. You know what I mean?
1: You gotta have rules. I mean, come on. You know, but if if Dizzy's making them, that may be a really short list. Right, it might be.
0: <laughs> well, you know, for all my Rad fans out there, the nineteen eighty six Cole Classic, you know, Crew wasn't going to be allowed to race because you know he didn't have a sponsor of at least I think fifty thousand dollars. So you know, the rule books always come in, and you know they they can sometimes put a frown on the day, but you know we're going to have a good time at the Spark Show. Uh, Even though the drive for me is, I forget, maybe 12 to 14 hours, something like that. I always enjoy making it. uh, Even if I roll up solo, man, you know, I put on some podcasts, some music, and I gallivant on up to the mountains. And, uh, Adam, again, thank you so much for continuing to throw a new show. Uh, By by today's standards, you're definitely a veteran. And uh, thanks for also going to other events. We've seen you out and about, and we really appreciate uh, you as a show promoter uh, doing that, homie.
1: Means a ton coming from you. I appreciate being called the the veteran on that. Uh but yeah, we'll definitely be out at shows. You know, we got uh East Tennessee showdown coming up. You got scraping the coast, southern tradition, uh support, you know, all my friends and family that are that are doing shows around here and, and everywhere else. So yeah, definitely go to all the shows you can out there and, and support
0: everybody. The hashtag, you can check the hashtag The Spark Show for more. You can see some of our uh, photos. That's the main overarching hashtag that we've used in the past. You can check all that out. But, Adam, on behalf of Miggity Mike, the mayor, and I, we're going to jump back into uh, the episode, and I'm going to call Mike now, and we're going to continue on our show. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one, brother. Peace. All right, dude. So, hey, Adam, thank you so much, Mike, dude. What a class act, brother.
2: Dude, uh, definitely one of the good guys in the scene and, um, him and his family, they all, you know, bust their asses, uh, to, uh, to get us, you know, to put on the spark show. And, uh, he's got a good group of guys that are over there and family that are over there that help him do what they do, um, to make, um, the spark show a show that you definitely should not miss. And you should want to be at uh year after year.
0: Yes, sir. Now, if, if you want to go back and you really want to take a deep dive, the last episode, we went through all these shows kind of like a. You know, we looked at twenty twenty one as hey, what's the second half? You know, you watch the Super Bowl, you get the first half, you get the second half. Well, we're about fit we're fitting to roll into that second half, man. You know, what I am saying, Mike, we better get the players in, 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 you know, in the locker room and like really round up the troops, man. We're down by fifteen here. You know what I am saying? We got to get some TDs, we got to get some field goals, we got to score some points, and you going to score some points in the OLP binder in, in your OLP binder by going to some shows, and we kid around all the time, but. You basically have Scraping the Coast next weekend. Two weekends after that, Southern Tradition. That's the 10th of July. And then you have Camp and Drag 2021, which is the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's July 16th through the 18th. Okay? Boom. Two weeks after that, you've got Relaxin' in the Northwest, The Awakening. That's July, of course, the 28th. Uh, I think technically, I'm saying the 29th, but if you look at the flyer, it's the 28th through the 1st. And that is relaxing in the Northwest of the Awakening. Now, I am scheduled to go up, so I'm looking forward to that. Come down and rock with us. Again, if you get on uh, to subscribe to our lifestylepodcast.com, you can click on the left side, the official OLP show calendar, and all these dates are in there. I've got hyperlinks in there, typically to Instagram, Facebook, and or their website, which is theawakeningshow.com. Now, Mike, a week after that, you basically have Slamboree, which is also the same weekend as Down for Dennis, which is uh, Slamboree is the 6th, 7th, and 8th, and then Down for Dennis is August 7th. A week after that, the Spark Show, so you just heard the homie Adam talk about it. And then, boom, a week after that is um, Attitude Check 9, Mike, and I know... Joey at Get Decked is such a good dude. Uh, his show's up and coming; it's on the rise. I say up and coming. I mean, he's kind of a vet at this point, right? Nine years in, but yes. uh, it's hard to get you know find a better dude than Joey out there. You know, really hustling.
2: Uh, you ain't lying there. And I tell you what, one thing that I definitely wanted to, re- uh, wanted to talk about is if you want to see one of the most touching videos that I've ever seen on social media, you have to go and uh, check out Joey Dilworth his Instagram page, he posted a picture of him and his boy at the skate park. And if that's not one of the most touching things, and if that doesn't draw um, a a tear to your eye, uh, dude, hats off to Joey. Um, His son is, um, is, is, has, you know, has a handicap and uh, just the time and just, you know, the time that he spends with that boy and, you know, I think it was the week before or two weeks prior to that, he was you know, taking pictures of him um, driving in his truck. And the boys just had a big smile on his face. And then he took him to the skate park and had him on the skate, you know, the skate deck um, rolling around on the ramps. I mean, just hats off, Joey. Uh, you know, that's your boy. You're loving him, taking time, you know, being with him, taking the time uh, to be with him. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it that was awesome, man. That really touched me. So. Uh, you know hats off go check that video out if you need some inspiration uh, definitely want to watch that one
0: real deal he's a good dude he always comes through he also does get decked so if you're a show promoter you're an enthusiast you're a significant other you want your main squeeze or your woe man or your husband to have his or her vehicle on a skate deck he will make it happen He's the only guy I know that'll do a minimum order of one. Of course, it might cost a little bit more, but if you're a show promoter, get on board. Maybe you want to do some best of awards and flip it up. Or hell, maybe your son or daughter loves to skateboard. They're getting ready for the Olympics. Skateboarding's in it, in it to win it. So dude, get out there, make you a custom board, and get to grinding and doing some 720s. You know what I mean? Just wear them pads. But Mike, from there... Basically, just want to reinforce, you're going to have Small Town Throwdown. That's Labor Day weekend now. I know a lot of folks, it's kind of, you know, a holiday weekend. You may not be able to come out, but we'll be out there uh, for September 4th. And then lastly, the only thing I'm going to hit on is Trucks and Cheeseburgers is, I think, technically the 19th, if I remember correctly, the 19th of September. That's down in the South Florida region. But these key show updates brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. Visit minitruckfilm.com and pick up the blu-ray or dvd today you won't be disappointed you might even be able to get some guys to sign it eventually if you meet radar out there i know that he would love to do it if you'd like that kind of stuff mike podcast updates dude uh got a few to share uh i'll kind of go through these a little bit more streamlined but um uh first off with heavy hearts uh this came this broke uh, earlier this week Uh, David McGotty had shared this among many others. We lost an NR club brother and his wife this morning. My heart breaks for their two babies. Lord, please surround yourself around them in the family that will now care for them. And, um, you know, he tagged Wally Williams and Bridget Williams. And, um, it's, you know, it, it's a tough thing. I don't know the details. Uh, you know, I, you know, as mentioned, no regrets. And, and a lot of folks were just like blown away by it. They shared some beautiful photos of them and, um, uh, you know, rest in peace to them. You know what I mean?
2: Uh, absolutely. And, you know, you hate seeing that, especially when they're as young as they, you know, as young as they are. Um, and then they leave, you know, young ones behind. And, uh, so, you know, Uh, pass off to the the couple that's going to, you know, take the kids and take care of the kids and raise the kids, Uh, but you definitely hate to see, uh, you know, somebody that young, um, you know, lose their lives.
0: Yes, sir. Now, Gator, he had posted, um, he said today, I got a call, no one ever wants to get, I lost one of my biggest role models in life. He has taught me so much um, from racing and riding motorcycles and so on. He kind of goes on to say, "I know you will be watching over Angie Ellis and I and the kids. I hope I keep making you guys proud and or making you proud." He says, "Until we meet again, Paul, I love you." So, our condolences uh, to uh, Gator and Angie and and their and their fam. Uh, definitely nothing easy to go to, and uh, we wish them, you know, um, you know, the best in kind of getting through that. Now, Mike, uh, the few others I just wanted to hit upon, uh, I wanted to say congratulations to uh, a guy that we partnered with on a couple things, Mark Kotswitz, uh, great dude, one of the Trucks of Rosa brothers. He recently purchased the house. He told me he was working to make that happen, so uh, congratulations to him. Uh, Daryl and Nikki Poe, I know uh, Daryl had posted a uh, happy fourth anniversary. Uh, you also had one of our uh, good buddies, dude, a uh, great supporter of the podcast. Love this dude, Dustin Hale. He says he doesn't do much, but he just kind of asks for some thoughts for his pops. Um, he has some, you know, dealing with uh, some things he has to have removed. So, you know, fuck cancer, and I totally agree, homie. Keep doing what you do, and, and best of luck to you guys. And then, Mike, just to end on a positive note, dude, I know uh, the, you know, so, some of your good friends, man, Georgie, uh, did you see what he put out there um, on social media?
2: Oh, absolutely, man. My 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 boy uh, George, uh, his wife Ingrid actually is uh, uh, today recording on Tuesday. Uh, just turned forty, so uh, welcome to the, the the forty club.
0: Yeah, real deal, good people, man. And uh, you know th- their son, he's not a bad kid either, ain't
2: he? Uh, no, that's that's that is that's my boy right there. He uh, he's a good boy. That's for damn sure.
0: Yeah, he's uh, if you type in, uh, he's got a cool page, Broncoography. I think I said it right finally. Bronco. Yep. Broncoography. He's got a cool page. Really passionate, loves detailing his stuff and he's got a great family. So uh good kid, good family and uh uh happy biz Orn dizzy. So big ups to y'all. But uh those are the podcast or excuse me, those are the Airhead Nation updates. I think I got a little uh sideways there earlier, but Airhead Nation updates uh brought to you by our family at Hamburg weekend where Mike, I don't know if you know, but I just recently got my new Hammered shirts we picked up, and uh, dude, they look so awesome, and for some reason, I wanted to put a song on. I don't know if you know the song. I'm going to rock down to something avenue. Have you ever heard that song?
2: I can't say I have,
0: Jason. No way. Dude, you just got the new Hammered shirt, and it says it on there. Electric Avenue. Yeah, there you go. We got the... Dude, you can rock down to Electric Avenue if you go to Hammered, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, WeekendWear.com, make a purchase. They've got the new ones, a few extras in stock uh, that they typically will sometimes order. Or you can purchase them in person where you don't have to pay any shipping. That's uh, HammeredWeekendWear.com. Or when you go to the website, as I had mentioned there, the top left corner, you can take a look at the Hammered U.S. Tour. He's going to be at events nationwide. You can pick up, you go up there just like kind of like a fast food restaurant. You're like, I'll take a number three and number fifteen. Maybe you know, throw in a little remix deal with a number you know twenty two, and boom, he's got show specials going down. They've got stickers, flip flops, shorts, you name it, Mike. But dude, you get a tick mark for the Electric Avenue. I thought you were going to let me down, homie.
2: Nah, I wanted you to think that. Bust it <laughs> out and show you that I I know if, I know some of them. You know, I a, know a thing
0: or two. Yeah, and they I'm were. Not,
2: I know them all, but I do know some of them.
0: Yeah, he was just at Slamology, and I know he's gonna be at Scraping the Coast now. On his calendar, it says. I think I forget if he flew home uh, because he's got six nineteen rituals in Portland. So I don't think he was driving from Indy home and then back to STC, but uh hammered weekend that those were the airhead nation updates. And then lastly, we got the podcast updates and, you know, we talked about Joey at get Decked, So we can't thank him enough. If you want to get out there and order, uh, you can uh, just look on Instagram, type in get decked or on Facebook the same, but Mike, the merch has been steadily rolling out. I mean, it's one of our biggest, baddest orders ever. So thank you so much to you and Mrs. Mayer for putting in the work. I know it's a lot of shipping. You know, you had to order some more bags. It's a lot of taping. And, you know, you told me the other day taping ain't easy.
2: Uh, No, taping definitely is not easy. Um, But I tell you what, man, hats off to each and every one of you that um, ordered one of those Back to the Future shirts. And I'm going to tell you this, um, Jay, um, if you guys don't get with us early at Scraping the coast. Um, and you know want that Back to the Future shirt—it's gonna be—it's gonna be gone uh, because uh, for that big old order we put in, um, we're pretty close to it being gone, brother.
0: And oftentimes, some people might go, "Well, you should order more." Listen, I'm gonna tell you straight up, off the top ropes, biggest single order that we've ever, ever ordered from Graphic Disorder, and we can't thank them enough. You—you you heard me mention it with Adam Tripp, dude. They have just elevated our business and what we do and so many others. I saw the post uh, the other day. I think it was from Eric, Hidden Hot Rod Art, who of course works there at Graphic Disorder. And he said he loves to see all the shows. It's just been this landslide of shows that have gotten on board. And the only advice that Mike and I would give you is plan ahead. If your shows in a year start planning now, don't wait you know, until three to six months before because with the increased business, it, of course, extends those lead times. So it's a good problem to have. But graphic disorder, thanks so much. And, Mike, dude, again, thank you guys and ladies, including Mrs. Mayor, for just knocking it out of the park, man. I mean, she's on some Barry Bond shit, ain't she? Just swinging, you know what I mean?
2: Oh, yeah. No, she's definitely taking the roids, that's for
0: sure. Well, no, I didn't mean that, dude. I meant, like, you know. Well, she ain't here right now, so I can the, say. Oh, hitting the ball. I,
2: my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. Have, to, I'll have to edit this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it that Zaya
0: uh, Arnold? Okay, I don't do his voice good, but uh, you. Uh, so I just want to say thanks. Uh, we continue. We're gonna, gonna continue to bring you content on YouTube. Uh, really ramping up there. We've we've recently invested in some stuff that's gonna help us do more. Uh, we're just kind of waiting on a few more things uh, to be able to do that. So we're excited. And then Mike, the last thing before we cut away here uh, to the audio. With Van Diemen, I did want to go on to the podcast app. And of course, uh, there's even going to be some new updates. I mentioned these recently with Apple Podcasts. They just uh, this week finally rolled out what they had hinted at before with some new landing pages and some new opportunity for subscriptions for podcasters. So, uh, you know, we're kind of delving into that stuff. So we're excited about it there. But Uh, If I go out here, we've got uh, almost 240 ratings, and uh, we're super excited about that. We did read some of the last ones that came in already, but if you can, many of you are on your Apple device, and you can just go to the pre-installed podcast app, tap on library, select OLP, scroll all the way down, five stars, and if you want to leave a review, you can do that as well. But Mike, dude, that might be our shortest segment, about 35 minutes or so. I certainly appreciate your time, and I know next week we're going to have even a lot more talk about. I want to also talk about next week, Mike, your show. Uh, Give like a six-month kind of window out. Uh, That's going to be next January, and can you just reinforce the dates for everyone?
2: Uh, Absolutely, brother. Eastbound get down at Destination Daytona, okay? That is not at Daytona 1. That is not at the track. That is at Destination Daytona Complex. They're in Ormond Beach, Florida. Okay? It's uh right outside of of Daytona. And it's there at the largest Harley Davidson dealership in the world. So guys, there is a hotel. The host hotel is right on property. It is ninety nine dollars a night. They are Damn, giving us a it? for ninety nine dollars a night. So make sure you guys are getting those hotel rooms before they are gone. I talked to, uh, talk to the, um, the GM, he said that there is only 15 hotels left, 15 rooms left. So thank you guys who have already booked y'all's rooms. Definitely appreciate that. And um, make sure you guys are there and definitely stay tuned because I definitely want to give a shout out to the Mock Media 1 guys because uh, they just – busted out another little short video um they're they're helping me with uh you know the promo of of the show and uh we just they just dropped another one today so um definitely want to you know give a shout out to those guys and of course stingray chevrolet uh for coming on board as the title sponsor so uh we'll definitely have more information coming soon websites coming soon uh pre-registration will open up july 4th weekend uh so stay tuned
0: well thanks man for everything and uh Again, we're super excited. This awesome guest, man, just a lot of rich history. Humble dude, Steven Van Diemen. We're going to roll into it now. Thanks to everyone that continues to rock with us. If your friends and clubmates and homies and chicas and main squeezes don't know, tell them, OLP, follow, subscribe, you name it. We appreciate you guys.
2: Absolutely, Jay. And, hey, with that being said, Airhead Nation.
0: We got you. Peace. Hey, hey, as I mentioned uh, with Biggity Mike, the mayor, and I just a few minutes ago, got a special guest on, someone that's been on our list a minute, uh, Steve Van Diemen. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, no problem. How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's I feel like I got so much I want to talk about. And how you doing today? I'm doing great.
3: At, you know, despite the uh, 90, right now it's 91 degrees here and it's pretty humid. But other than that, it's not as humid as where you're at, I'm sure. Other than that, everything's great.
0: I dude, this summer is here, man. And I always joke around with people and say it almost feels like it's getting hotter every year. But I do think yeah. with my age, you know, it's like ah, oh, man. I think fig- I fig- feel like it's a mental thing too.
3: Maybe no, I think it's just getting hotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't, I don't disagree. But um, well, you know, we always like to kind of to start off with asking like some background stuff, but. You know, a lot of folks will know your name and uh, some may not, but I love being able to tell a story and, you know, like, where did you grow up? Did you start like, you know, out in uh, L.A.? I mean, someone was telling me you might be straight out of Compton.
3: Yeah, I was. Yeah, pretty much. I was born, you know, and I say straight out of Compton, you know, when, you know, back then, you know, it wasn't as cool as it is now, I guess, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I was born in L.A., And then my parents moved us to Orange County, so I grew up, you know, in not as tough of a part of town, obviously, you know, and uh, it's pretty much the mecca of custom cars and trucks and you name it. You know, I, I guess I was lucky enough to be, to grow up in that, you know, where all that happens or happened, you know, back in the day. So, you know, grew up, like I said, in the mecca of the custom industry, my dad was a mechanic. You know, so funny thing is, since my dad was a mechanic, I couldn't stand like working on cars. Mm-hmm. So, and then I end up working on hot rods and stuff, you know, for basically, if you want to call it for a living, you know, um, right. <laughs> kind of weird. I'm, I'm one of those few people that like works on, on cars and trucks and vehicles. and I could care less about what they are or any of that. It's kind of funny. People ask me what it is and I've, I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a Ford, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Right.
0: Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, you work on some cool stuff and I want people to kinda hear, you know, a little bit later on what you do now. But one thing that's always intrigued me is like, you know, with YouTube now, I watch a lot of different stuff where people do movie site locations and the funniest thing is I'm not even like a Disney World fan or Disney, you know, that stuff. But I'm always mm-hmm. intrigued about how like the history of like the rides or like, Oh, when it first opened, they had this and they built it this way. And yeah. all that. But like, did you like, as a kid, did you guys do all that kind of like California type stuff?
3: Well, it's fu- It's funny. You mentioned that. So my grandfather on my mother's side, what he did for a living, he was known as a greensman uh. in the film industry. Right. So you've seen his work a million times and don't even know it. Uh. So, back in the day they used to work for all the different studios so now a lot of times guys work for one studio or you know usually they're exclusive Mm -hmm. whereas back then you know these guys worked everywhere and one of the main studios he worked for was walt disney productions Mm -hmm. and he helped build disneyland so when i was a kid we were at Mm -hmm. disneyland like more times than i care to admit you know and Mm Now it's hard for me to go there because I was there like most of my life all the mm-hmm. time because, you know, we never had to pay for anything.
0: Right. Oh, and that's now there's
3: awesome. no desire to go to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you practically grew up there, you know, and a lot of people don't know this, but Disneyland was built by film crew. So literally they would work on a movie for Walt Disney productions. And then they'd go over and they'd work on like, for instance, like the jungle cruise or it's a small world or, you know, there's other things that they originally built in that place. And a lot of that stuff, my grandfather, you know, had a giant part of building.
0: That's awesome. You know, what's amazing is some of these um, YouTube channels, if you will, they have like unarchived, like, I guess when, when he was building a lot of that stuff, they had, um, he, he set up cameras and stuff, even though it was expensive, of course, to run film. And, and they would do time-lapse stuff. And yeah. they would show like you know the create like you know the day they were opening these different things, and it's always been amazing to me how people even acquire that stuff, you know, or find it or unearth it. But yeah. uh, the other thing that's been cool is you know being a Lincoln fan, I'm always intrigued about the 1964 World Fair that was up in um, up in New York, and yeah. um, when Disney did a lot of stuff there for the Magic. Um, the uh, Magic Highway, I think it was called, where they had all the Ford convertibles, and you'd step in the car and you'd go through this thing. And a lot of that stuff was repurposed for—I forget if it was Land or Disney World, but you know, like even the vision that they had. And, I mean, you talk about a visionary dude; that guy was like on another level.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, but uh, yeah. cool stuff.
3: Real quick, like I—I I don't remember because I, I was too young, and I don't even know—I don't even couldn't even tell you what year Walt Disney died. But like my mom told me stories of him having dinner. At the house because he was friend. He no was very way. close with my grandfather. And, and, you know, I was never around. I, I think he, he may have died before I was born. I don't even know. I'd have to look it up. But, you know, she told me stories. You know, they called him Mr. Disneyland. You know, he would be at the house eating spaghetti. You
0: know? Wow. That is freaking cool, man. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's, you know, through trucks, I meet someone like you. And here we are talking about some stuff that's like mind blowing to Disneyland. me. Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who would have ever thunk it? But well, right,
3: right where I am, right where I am, if I go on the other side of these buildings which block it i can see the matterhorn
0: oh, it's like really? maybe
3: it's like 10 minutes from me
0: oh wow well another guy that i follow on youtube he does um well i follow a couple different ones but they do a lot of movie site locations from california obviously you know all mm-hmm. over but you know the era that you grew up in i remember like gleaming the cube right and we did an episode yeah. on it one time yeah. and it Precious was cool. later yeah and it was cool because they showed like where some of those scenes were is like Disneyland was right over there and then like the one cool some of the hotels that used to like line that area, you know, they're yeah. of course knocked down and they're new and stuff. But it's crazy to think like, oh yeah, all right, we're gonna just go film over here. That's just the way movies were made there. Yeah. So but it's pretty now cool. it's just too
3: expensive and they go to Toronto now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Georgia or some of these other places. Yeah, that's like, right.
3: Atlanta. That's
0: right. Now growing up out there in that era before we talk about trucks and stuff, like were you you know, I don't want to say the typical California kid, but like you know us on the East Coast, like we'd read the magazines and it was like, okay, skateboarding, palperolta bikes like, yep. were you involved in all that stuff
3: Lord the Lords of Dogtown yeah no so here here's what I did like I tried the skateboard thing mm-hmm. and all that and I grew up like and I still am. I'm your prototypical nerd, okay. right So I'm like all about Star Trek and Star Wars and all the fucking weird shit like that okay. start you know just just like science fiction and all that stuff. So I figured out, you know, I had pretty much no, uh, like athletic ability or any of that Mm -hmm. figured out, okay, why, you know, I'm listening to these, these bands and well, all these guys are getting girls, right. They all have hot chicks. Right. So I figured out, wait, I could get an electric guitar and be a rock star and get girls. You don't need to be an athlete (laughs) to do that. Right. Uh So sure enough, that's the route I took. You know, I got, I got myself an electric bass when I was 14 years old and next thing you knew, yeah, I was getting all the girls, you know, so it worked for me. You
0: know? That's awesome. So that's kind yeah. of what I did. Yeah, I you're was, like, score. No, that's I cool. was the
3: I was the rocker, a rocker musician guy as opposed to, you know, the skateboard and surfing and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't know exactly what, you know, bands you're into, but I was always intrigued too. even, you know, I know it's kind of cliche, but like I always remember reading, hearing the crazy stories about Axl Rose back in those days. And I would read a lot of these interviews, like when he grew up. And, you know, they were living on the streets and stuff, and it was crazy, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about people that love music, like, obviously, they were super talented, and they just, they stuck with it, and it's one of those things where, man, I wish I would have learned to play, because my dad loved playing the guitar, but when you when you can appreciate music or when you can play it, I guess you could say you appreciate it in a different way, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, music is one of those things where, you know, for me, like I said, I jokingly say, you know, I wanted to be a rock star to get girls, but you got to love it to do it. And I still play to this day, like a lot, you know, I, I never stopped, but I don't care. You know, I'm not like a disgruntled musician that, you know, never, you know, became a rock star or any of that shit. I just love being able to play. It's like a drug, you know, and I know plenty of rock stars, you know, to be honest with you, I know a lot of big time rock stars that are, are the most miserable, unhappy people in the world. So sometimes you look at that and go, damn, I'm glad I didn't become a rock star. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it, it is a crazy world, and especially like with a lot of stuff that's happened. You know that whole industry has been impacted by the touring and all oh, that stuff. Big and, time,
3: big time. I could go on for hours about that. That's for another time.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would have ever thought like uh, Guns N' Roses would get back together? You know, Hell freezes over, but then they can't yeah. play together because of the freaking yeah. pandemic. I mean, you could have never predicted it, but
3: yeah. I have one of of my oldest friends. I've known him for right around 35 years is a guy you might know. He was in this little band called Black Sabbath. Oh, damn, dude. His name's Bill Ward. He's
0: the original drummer of Black
3: Sabbath. He lives down the street from here, actually. I've known him for 35 years.
0: That's crazy, dude. I I remember when Black Hole Sun... Wait, wait no, 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 I'm thinking. Um,
3: no, that's that Soundgarden. Yeah, Soundgarden. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I had that totally wrong. But yeah, dude, the, dude, Black Sabbath is arguably one of the you know the greatest bands ever.
3: Yeah, they're like top five rock you know rock bands ever easily.
0: Yeah, and they, I think they were like they were English guys.
3: Yeah, they're all from Birmingham, England.
0: Yep, yep. And that was back like when my dad was into, you know, a lot of the stuff like he was in the Fogarty and Credence and all that stuff. You know, back mm-hmm. when, you know, having the long hair and it was kinda like that hippie days from the sixties and seventies and uh, you know, Black Sabbath dude, uh, you know, arguably like you yeah. said, one of the all time greats and I mean Ozzy's still kicking, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah, when you hear Ozzy when you hear Ozzy speak, even though it's really hard to understand, that's a Birmingham accent. Oh, really? That's what that is. It's Birmingham. Yeah. That's how that's how all of them talk. You know, that's it's a bill you can understand. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, a lot of people know you for, like, the paint stuff that you've done over the years. So, like, did – you know, I'm kind of curious to know, like, in the early days – You know, I've always jokingly said, like, I I can't draw a stick figure. But I was always intrigued by people that could draw. And uh, to me, that's just amazing. Were you, like, drawing stuff in, like, middle school, high school? When did you know that you had this talent?
3: Well, I did when I was in high school. You know, I mean, that got me in a lot of trouble because I would just sit there and draw and not do anything and get bad grades but i but that didn't really lead to what i ended up doing as far as the custom paint stuff okay i kind of stopped doing that got away from that again remember i was playing you know in bands for a long time and then you know i wasn't really doing anything having to do with art and then later on i don't really know exactly how old i was it's was probably probably around uh 20 25 maybe 25 or 26 And somewhere I saw like some airbrushing, it was airbrush, you know, that's what it was specifically was some airbrushing. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, oh, that looks really cool. I want to cut and I'd mess around with that. So i got the airbrush, started screwing around with that. And then very soon after that, I happened to accidentally drive by this little kind of like art show slash car show thing going on in Anaheim over here, which is, you know, where Disneyland is. And I went in there and uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time. And I noticed there was one guy in there, he had like a booth set up and there's, you know, there was a bunch of people with booths and he was the one guy that stood out because he was actually working on a, like a truck hood. You know, that was up on like an easel, he's working on a truck hood uh-huh. and, you know, obviously it's metal and everyone else was like painting on t-shirts, you know, and everyone, if you know airbrush, you know, it looks a lot different when you see someone airbrushing on a t-shirt as opposed to on a piece of metal. And this guy was the only one working on metal and he just stood out, you know, his stuff was amazing. And I walked up and I kind of stared at, you know, what he was doing for a while. And he kind of like acted like, what are you looking at? (laughs) And uh, He finally turns around. I said, well, that's really cool. I started asking him some questions. And next thing you knew, we, you know, started having some conversation about who knows what. And that was this guy that no one's probably ever heard his name, Craig Frazier. You know, he's totally unknown in this industry. Right. Wow. So, uh, so he's the one and I'm saying that kidding. Um, right, right? obviously. So so Craig was the first one that I had ever seen, you know, working quote automotive materials. And I didn't know the difference. I just knew it looked cool. So we ended up becoming friends and you know, I've known him, you know, obviously ever since then we kind of hit it off and I started doing stuff with him and helping him out and you know, we started teaching, you know, he, he started a class where he was teaching a class where no one had done that before you know that was all him and then i I was his his apprentice his helper you know his assistant whatever the hell you want to call it you know and I learned a vast amount of knowledge from him you know and that's kind of where it came from because you know he was working on vehicles I didn't care about whether they were vehicles or not I just liked the artwork mm-hmm. and next thing you know someone starts asking me to do their Harley or their truck or whatever the hell it is you know and mm-hmm. I'll never forget. This is kind of a cool story with Craig is, uh, there was this guy out in the middle of nowhere that had some truck that he was working on and he needed a bunch of airbrush and graphic work done to it. Well, Craig didn't either didn't want to do it or he didn't have time. huh. So it sends me out there and I didn't, I mean, I barely knew what the hell I was doing. So I go out here, I go out to this place. I'm nervous as hell. <laughs> I do this truck. It ends up on the cover of sport truck magazine wow so the very first truck i ever did anything to and it had nothing to do with me i'm not like saying i like worked it out to get it on the cover No, whoever this guy knew you know they put it on the cover of sport truck and it's it's hideous you know when i look back at it it's horrible you know as far as what it looks like but anymore i don't care and i'll show it i'll go look this is my first you know first truck i ever did cover a sport truck you know and Mm. i don't care how bad it looks anymore
0: yeah, I mean, and there's, there's something. It makes you feel good because, I mean, obviously, trends come. Like, we talked about things come full circle. But it was kind of like me. I had shot my buddy Tom. He has a 65 Lincoln, and he has so much work into really nice convertible. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm like, Tom, this car's, you know, never got the love it deserves. And he's like, yeah. You know, he, he's like, I agree. And I, we shot it. And then I kind of was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if my photography skills are that great. I don't think they are. But I shopped it around to some homies, and no, no sooner my friends at All Time Low were like, "Yeah, we'll run it," and then they yeah. put it on the cover. And I was like, yeah. "All right," I said. The first photo shoot I did, landed on a cover, I was like, "All right, I'll take it." You know, yeah,
3: that's cool. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly.
0: You know, so that that that's pretty awesome. Now, you know, to the crazy thing is, I mean, obviously we got some trucks we'll talk about, but one of the things is this whole sport truck era is coming back, right? And i I always hope that it would like the eighty eight to ninety eight stuff you know we've had like you know uh, Bill Hancock on and we've talked a lot about the boy days and all of that stuff is is stuff that a lot of us grew up loving. are you mm-hmm. even though you might not be as connected to the scene and the truck stuff as you were, I mean, are you kind of seeing that and hearing that and do, does that like you know like does that bring back some good memories for you i I only see it
3: like say by stuff say that you post mm-hmm. and people you know in your in your, you know, mm-hmm. circle, you know, I see it all, obviously, you know, that's the beauty of Instagram and even Facebook where you can see all that stuff on, in other places, you know, here. Yeah. There's some guys that I know that are still, you know, they're all, they're all totally down with that, you know, that style. And, and when I say style, I just mean, you know, mini trucks and just tr- show truck stuff. You know, there is, you know, I hope, I hope I see more of it around here. You know, I'm right smack. Tab in the middle of like the high-end street rods you know hot rod even gassers and stuff like that you know we've got like the grand national roadster show and all that and the shop that i work out of now is called canberra speed shop okay and that's in orange california and they do you know like i said just real high-end street rods and you know mercs and you know, 30 thirties Fords and, you know, even muscle cars and shit. Like they've got a 67 Camaro. They're restoring, you know, Z 28 Camaro, like road runners, shit like that, you know? And, uh, so the mini truck thing, you know, you're not seeing that as much right here, but it's just cause I'm so immersed in all that other stuff, mm-hmm. but I still see it. And I do know a few guys, you know, that are around here that are, you know, they still, they're doing that and doing their own trucks and doing graphics and stuff. The pro- problem I see with it. And I know I'm, this is a long winded sentence. The problem the problem oh, that good. I see is the kind of shit that we used to do on those trucks back then. I hate to say it this way, but for someone to afford me to do that now, you know, <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know if I could do it. You know, I mean, I, I'd, I'd want 10 grand to do what I was doing for four back then, you know? So it's like a lot of people just, they can't afford to do that. So, you know, there are a lot of people who are willing to do that kind of stuff for a lot cheaper. I'm just not one of them, you know? So it's hard, you know, it's hard to say, let's do like one of those Cal concepts, freaking paint jobs on a truck. Yeah. Think about how many hours that is, you know, and someone wants that. You're going to be like, I want 10 to 15 grand to put graphics on your truck. Oh, you know, yeah. I hope there's people that would want to do that. Cause I would love it, you know, but the time involved is ridiculous. And I couldn't tell you what they charge up there anymore. I haven't, you know, I, not that I, call up and ask them what they're charging, you know, but that never
0: comes up really. But I actually, now I'd kind of be curious, you know, I know, right. The, the times have definitely changed and
3: yeah, it's just so much money and materials are so much more expensive and just everything, you know, so you got to be like back then it was you and me having your mini truck and you, <laughs> you're barely scraping money to pay for the blue pearl, you know, Right. and now let's hope, you know, there's some of those guys that now they're doctors and lawyers you know that maybe they want to relive that and they'll spend freaking you know 30 grand to paint their vehicle or whatever it is
0: you know yeah or they're willing to like oh all right let's liquidate the 401ks and stuff yeah, you know, like, oh, <laughs> yeah all right exactly. or no or we gotta get we gotta we'll, get, we'll refinance the house and we'll you know we'll oh, finish yeah. the mini but well, there's got to is-
3: be some of these guys that have a bentley you know get
0: rid of the bentley and get a couple mini trucks come on yeah, we see <laughs> it sometimes it's crazy yeah but now so obviously you know you you do this pain on this you know you know, quote, sport truck, right? And you're like, bam. So does that, like, boost your confidence? And, like, how quickly do you start doing jobs, like, on other trucks and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, and, you know, you got to understand that was so long ago, I barely remember much of it, you know, but uh, I think that because it was, it was kind of just everything was exploding right then, you know, so there was no, you know, there was no no one trying to find stuff to do. If anything, it was trying to find the time of the day to do it all, you know? And because I knew Craig, you know, I would help Craig on a lot of stuff. And I even started getting him helping me on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's one of those MIC trucks. I forget what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a mini truck. I couldn't tell you what it is. It was on the cover it's like a
0: yellow and green. Yeah, was it the trucking? blazer that was like white and yellow and maybe that? No, one? it wasn't
3: a blazer. It was a truck. It was okay. like it was a pickup truck, and it was uh. Maybe I'll I'll post pictures of it one okay. of these days. I do have a picture of it, but it was on the cover of maybe you know I don't know maybe mini trucking. It was for a skater.
0: Oh it was for some right. Sk- right, 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 and, right, right. Yep, that was yeah, a Ford uh, Craig, Ranger. I think.
3: Is that what it was? Yeah, I think you're right. And Craig came down and he, you know, he started sketching out the skulls on the side and then we just kind of airbrushed all that shit. And, you know, so Craig and I did that and that was, you know, that was mostly his vision and I just kind of followed along with him. But, you know, it was one of those that we did together, you know, and that kind of stuff. So because he and I were doing stuff so much together back then, of course he had his thing, he was doing up north and I was still doing stuff down here and there, like I said, there was just no, there wasn't enough time in the day. I mean, I, I gravitated more towards the full size trucks for some reason. Not, it wasn't a, a choice. It just happened that way. Maybe because MIC did mostly the full size stuff, and Craig and them up there, you know, they were doing lots of the mini trucks.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and you also had like the bigger canvas and stuff like that. Is the way I always kind of saw it. Yeah, and um, yeah, you know, so so you kind of had a little bit of that, but. So my understanding is a raw and I think I always said Rob's last name right, but it's Rob Maji, right? Is how you pronounce yeah, it,
3: Rob Maji. Yeah.
0: Now, how now did you, were you? Did you like meet him like at a show or like how did you end up linking up with him? Because like you said, there was that connection between you and Mic.
3: The first time I met Rob, he called me. I didn't know who he was. He called. He got my number from someone, and uh, I came over to his place. You know, at his house, and uh, this is in Yorba Linda, and I did. A bunch of like lettering and just detail stuff on the truck that he had it was that white crew cab dually you know with the checkered flags and yellow and blue stuff all over it you know yeah. i think it was on the trucking and i did kind of the final details on it and then after that you know I just started doing stuff here and there with him and next thing you knew you know he and i were roommate we moved in together to kind of save on you know, rent and mortgage and all that stuff. So he and I were roommates for a couple years. And that's when the original MIC was opened. You know, he and I, you know, he, he put down all the money. I didn't pay for anything, you know, think that was nice, but yeah, <laughs> you know, he and I pretty much opened the damn place and we paint, you know, I painted murals on the walls, you know, for people that have seen that place back in the day, there was all kinds of stuff airbrushed on the walls and skulls and checkered flags and all that you know junk that we did back then and there was I, you know there was four people in that shop it was Rob me Sean and this guy Scott Fister who was like a good friend of Sean's and it was just us four for a long long time just doing mostly suspension you know airbags and hydraulics and shit like that and then I did my airbrushing and stuff in the you know on the side over there in the corner
0: yeah, and even going back to like in in like truck in '96, like they had um there was a suburban that I had talked to Sean about. Rest in peace, Sean Mahaney. And it was uh-huh. like the suburban that was white, and it had like hydraulics on the front. You know, they they were putting hydraulics on these trucks, and it was yeah. called the bomb. But it was like the um it was like a phantom dually too, which is a little bit different, right? Because it's an SUV and stuff. But like, kind of it kind of reinforces, and I want the listeners to know that like MIC kind of goes back to. You know, almost like that mid-90s, like 96-ish. Would you say 95, uh, 96?
3: Yeah, yeah, probably 96.
0: Yeah, in the run that they had, um, you know, I want to talk about a few of the trucks. But, you know, when we had Sean on, one thing that we talked a lot about was that how crew cut, you know, became crew cut from West Side, right? And, yeah, you know, a yeah. lot of people, like over here, we used to look at it, and I'm, you know, rest in peace, like I said, to Sean. But we talk about it, and we're like, man, like how... But wait a minute, the dash is different, and the motor, and, and, you know, and he kind (laughs) of talked a lot about, like, how Rob wanted to kind of, like, make it, you know, conceal some of that, and it was kind of this undercover type thing, but, you know, when you think back to, like, that epic truck, you know, west side, and then it turns into crew cut, of course, Uh and then Heather and Joey, you know, Heather wins it, and then she made the tag east side, which I thought was awesome, because, you know, they were out, out this way. Like how cool was it? And can you talk a little bit about like the what what your contribution was? Because I think some people forget that you know, they think that you did one thing on the truck, but you know, you were specific with me. Like you you kind of had one big thing you did on that truck.
3: Well, the the crew cut truck and the west side thing. So Rob's whole idea behind that to back up a little, he didn't want anyone to know it was the same truck. Because to him he felt cooler if people thought, Whoa, you did two these trucks, right well no they just took the west side you know it was funny i helped strip the paint off of that that west side truck no with a way. da and with that with the checker flag it, and everything yeah. oh yeah we attacked it and just started grinding that paint off you know and it was kind of cool you know because we were creating something new and then you know they you know i i'm pretty sure it was sean chopped the top off of it and then uh one of the cool things was the fact that they grafted bedside, you know, the bedside top on across the doors. So the whole thing from the bed on all the way up to the front was the same on top. I don't know if that makes sense, but Why? it had the bedside all the way on, on all the doors all the way down the side, which is what really made it different, you know? And that was a nightmare to do all the body work to get it all, look, to look, you know, smooth and like it was factory, you know? You know and then knocking the windshield back a little bit and uh that was all a lot of people don't realize this but that whole vision of that thing was Rob's right ah, the whole idea behind that truck was Rob you know and Rob used to take a piece of paper and a bunch of crayons and just scribble out his ideas. <laughs> <laughs> he was like he was like the worst person ever at rendering, but hey you know that's what you do, right? <laughs> it worked for us. You know so He basically scribbled this thing out. And I want to say I'm pretty positive it was originally going to be yellow because that's Rob's favorite color is yellow, right? Mm -hmm. You can look at most of his paint jobs have yellow in there somewhere. So when it came to me and now what I did to that truck is I did not paint the truck green. So I did not do the base color on it. And the reason I say that is because when people will say, oh, you painted the truck. Well no, I didn't paint it green. Now it was my idea to do it green. I told Rob I said, we're not painting this fucking thing yellow. Hopefully I'm pardon my friend. Right, right, right. We're not painting this thing yellow. (laughs) I said, Let's do it green. Because it's like, I like green. He's like, You think so? And I was like, Yeah, we're doing it green. So anyway, so this guy Ken did the base color yellow. Or I mean I'm sorry, green. I just said yellow. That was stupid. This guy Ken painted the green base coat. I did all 100 percent of the graphics. And the one thing I did is I let Rob have his yellow. So if you look at that thing, the pinstriping is yellow. And that's why. It's because Rob had to have his yellow on the truck. So that's why the pinstriping yellow. And I did 100% of the pinstriping by myself. I
0: had no help. Wow, dude. That is you know, insane, so, dude. You know, so so how, did, the, how long do you think it took you back? I mean, that's a lot of canvas.
3: Well, here's the thing is... Funny thing about that, and I when I when I taught custom painting before, I bring this up once in a while. So also just to backtrack a little uh-huh. bit. So the blue and the purple in the flames—that was all my idea. So that was my color combination. The only thing I didn't want was the yellow striping, but it's Rob's truck, so you know I can't sure. like argue too. I can't argue too much, right? So yep. gave the yellow. Then I had a friend of mine, Danny Schultz, came in and started airbrushing the skulls that you see kind of on the back and on the. Mm-hmm. Weird. he came in about he spent about three hours one night sketching some of that out and then i came in and you know darkened stuff up and drop shadowed everything and finished you know finalized everything before i pinstriped it so that's that so what i was going to say about you're you're asking about time mm-hmm. so when you put tape on a truck which i laid out the whole thing all by myself you know I'm no, i had no help on it which is fine that's the way i do stuff you know so i laid the whole thing out and then i had this a couple people help mask so when i say mask it's basically back taping you know what doesn't get the color you know the Mm -hmm. purple and the blue so one of the main guys that helped and i want you you know make sure and give him credit is david engel and now david engel he has a he has a company called engel brothers fabrication oh wow here in southern california he's incredible he's i still to this day work with david a lot he owns a 55 oldsmobile that is probably the most famous hot rod in history of hot rods other than maybe the California kid. Mm-hmm. So his 55 Olds is one of the first cars I ever put flames on and it was on the cover of hot rod magazine three times. So that's David for you.
0: Yeah. And he, he, he even posted, I remember cause I just looked it up. He had posted that boat that I think, um, that you guys had partnered up on that big yellow one. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's yeah, got he a good social a following. Okay. So sorry. Yeah, he's to to helped me here. a lot.
3: Oh, no, no worries. No, David is like, I talked to him yesterday. I mean, David, I talk to you almost every day.
0: Awesome.
3: So, um, but I want to make sure he gets credit for that because yeah. <laughs> he was, he was my slave. <laughs> he was my slave. <laughs> That's awesome. And He you, he might, he might like look at you funny if he hears me say that, but I don't care. He was my slave. Right. right. True story. So anyway, so when we, like I said, putting the tape on is one thing probably took three days to lay that truck out. Right. That's me laying it out, cutting everything and making everything the way I like it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then when it came after the colors were sprayed, I sprayed all the colors on it. It took four people, four hours to take the tape off that truck.
0: Holy crap.
3: Because keep in mind, all the jams were done at the same time. So you've got four doors. So think how many, jam- you know, that's. One, two, three, four. That's eight jams on the damn truck. Yep. You know, and all that was laid out at the same time. You know, usually I do, I'll do the outside of a vehicle, then I'll do the jam separate. On that one, I just did it all at once. It took us four hours. So that's 16 hours to remove the freaking tape.
0: Holy crap, (laughs) dude. That is insane.
3: Yeah. Because if you think about it, graphics like that, where they're all overlapping every little piece that overlaps has to be cut into a little piece. So mm-hmm. there's little tiny pieces of tape coming off like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these little pieces of tape coming off.
0: Yeah. And it's tedious a, work. Of... And, and I, I always thought like when people paint like the amount of time or like pinstripe and stuff, like I just, I don't know. It takes a certain kind of person to have that patience. I would think Steve.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like anything else you get in the zone. Mm -hmm. you know i was pinstriping a friend of mine's truck just a little while ago before i started talking to you and you get in the zone and then you're just you're moving you know it's just like you're just you're not even thinking you know and rob's truck the crew cut truck you know i probably pinstriped it in like maybe three days wow i remember the hood the hood took me a day you know just the hood i do remember that for some reason (laughs) but then after that you know you start moving and then you just get in a groove and it's
0: like you're going fast you know Oh yeah. Now I, I forget who I talked to recently, and somebody was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a tidbit." But like on crew cut, do you? Re- Someone was kind of telling me, right? So you you mentioned how the windshield was laid back, where they maybe went to do that, and there was something that caused them. Like, was the vision always to cut the roof off? Is kind of what I'm getting at. Because somebody was like, "Well, they kind of started to do this," and they were like, "I don't know if they." I think he wanted to maybe use a stock windshield or something. And somebody was just like, they said, ah, just cut it off. But I, I didn't know if you knew if, if that was ever true. I don't, think, true. So. I don't yeah. think so.
3: I think it was just chop it off. The one thing that's kind of cool that like almost no one knows is if you look at that truck, the
0: mirrors are off of a sea Oh, right, right. That was really different.
3: That that was 100% my idea. Nice. Okay. I mean, like I said, like it or not, you might think it's the ugliest thing in the world. I don't give a shit. You know? But <laughs> that was 100% my idea. And the reason is... At that time, I was a total river rat, and we were at the river all the time. And I had two Sea mm-hmm. and I had just gotten a new one. And the mirrors, you know, they're back then. You know, this is way back, you know. And they were they looked so cool, and no one no one knew what they were really. You know, you're you're always trying to do something different. And I taught, you know, I told Rob, I go, let's use Sea mirrors on this thing. He's like, yeah, that look cool. You know, so he bought a set of Sea mirrors, and that's what's on it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And my buddy Ron at Hamburg Weekend Wear you know he's one of our key guys and everybody who listens knows that we talk about uh, hammered weekend wear all the time and they actually put crew cup crew cut on a shirt and it was kind of cool cuz it was the theme party like it's 1999 and we yeah, loved yeah. it <laughs> because you know it just it, you know it had that you know that that feel to it and one thing that um that I know that you're maybe not as connected to all this stuff cuz you know you got your own stuff going on but you know I'll tell you, having watched you know the the TV show and and this re you know rebirth of this truck mm-hmm. they 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 spoke very highly of the paint and they said, you know, um, I think it was um a uh, McCoy that was there, and he was their lead painter and stuff and he just said, hey." You know, we cannot, like, he, he really pushed that, look, we cannot change this paint at all. And, uh, you know, supposedly, maybe Sean had, at the time, had connected them to get the right colors or some little things here and there. But they they were extra careful, and that's just me, I mean, from what I know. You know, I'm not speaking on their behalf, but, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that they kept it the way, the way that it is.
3: Yeah, as far as I know, all they did to that truck is, as far as paint goes, I think they painted a bumper for it hmm they i think they repainted like a new front bumper or cover whatever the hell it was maybe maybe a grill i'm not sure yeah because they called me and they were they couldn't get the color right ah, so they right. called me and uh i told them why they couldn't get the color <laughs> <laughs> you know and uh sean wouldn't have had a clue what colors were on that truck you know i still to this day know exactly what they are which is funny as hell and i don't know why i just remember yeah but the whole th- the whole thing was house color including the clear So as far as I know, it held up pretty well. And I think all they did is they, they re-cleared the hood. So they didn't change it. They just sanded it and put a new coat of clear on it. And then they buffed out everything else. And like I said, painted some parts green, you know, but they didn't do any artwork on it. They didn't mess with the artwork, which is cool because that's kind of what it was. You know, I mean, you know, it'd be like taking an old Fender guitar and refinishing it. Yep. You know, it's, it's not worth anything anymore, you know?
0: Yeah, especially with the history of it, because like it was cool as crew cut, like or excuse me, as West Side, and I think like those paint jobs were, you know, just tremendous. You know, the whole length of it, like you got to stand back and you kind of see it all. But it took on a new form, like when the roof was cut and it was what it was, and then of course, you know, I'm one of West Allison's biggest fans. You know, like when he shot it on the beach. It was just so epic, and oh, then, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, you got the cover with, I think, Rob sitting in it, and then the two females, which I assume yeah. maybe one was his wife, but, I mean, just epic, no, epic truck. No,
3: Donna, no, Donna wasn't there. His wife, it, it was his girlfriend ah. at the time. They got married later, but that was Donna. She wasn't, no, that's not, I ah. don't know who they are. They're just two models or oh, made two okay. friends.
0: I don't. No, Donna wasn't one of them. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, to me, I think like that truck has just really stood the test of time. And we knew, you know, we want to tell the story down the road with Heather and Joey, you know, they, they had their experience with it. And then of course it had changed hands and it went over to the guy that had owned Brent's wheels. I do not know him. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to see him only a couple of times. I think Oh four, he had it out there. They had changed the wheels and, you know, then it yeah. kind of had sat for a long time and, you know, it had bounced around a couple of people did stuff with it, but we were always hopeful that, you know, someone would, you know, at least keep it up. And, you know, that's what they did. And then, you know, we're thankful that uh, Dave Shulman owns it now. We've had Dave on, but Dave is kind of like really a good curator with it. And, you know, he takes it out. He takes people on rides all the time. And it's really cool mm-hmm. to see that, you know, it stood the test of time for, I guess, going on almost 25 years. And it had three covers. People forget it, it had East or it had um, a West Side. Then it had the original crew cut, and then uh, towards the end of Truckin's Run, it was on the cover. Yeah, so it's pretty.
3: Yeah, cool. Yeah, funny funny story is that the producer of that show that they you know that they refurbished it. The, right. I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? It's the Gas Monkey thing. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Whatever that show is, the producer called me. He did not have an actual existing cover no way so here's what i did i he goes do you have one of the covers i'm like yeah i think i do so i found it i took a picture of it with my phone and i texted it to him and that's the one you see on the show
0: no way
3: yeah my text picture because i told him i said hey if you need it i'll just send it to you he (laughs) goes no i think this will work (laughs) that is epic (laughs) dude I thought that was hilarious. You know, it's like this, you know, it's a, it's TV
0: and it's like, here, here's a texted photo. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, that's 5K, damn it. It was no, perfect. But, <laughs> but, you know, I, I know you're not a guy that wants to limelight and stuff, but like, you know, it makes me feel better that at least there was that little connection where they had reached out and stuff. Because, you know, you and I had kind of this like, you know, discussion earlier in the week and it was like you know, I can't stand when people don't get credit or, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, time passes and, you know, things are, you know, sometimes left out and you kind of forget, oh yeah, you know, of course, you know, Sean got the credit I think there and he got the lion's share of it and obviously, like you said, there were a couple other guys. But, you know, to me, um, you know, that means a lot because, you know, you just hate when some jabroni ass dudes like get a hold of it and I and I think it's a it's a testament to those guys, they weren't the jabroni ass guys that he had working there. Like, he had guys that were real truck guys, and they really, from my yeah. understanding, like, they steered him and said, Richard, we can't mess this up, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, they, and they did it, you know, the best they could. And I, and, I, you know, we liked how they turned it out.
3: Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. They got a hold of me. I mean, it was the painter. Yes. And, again, you know, I forget his name, but uh, yeah, McCoy, he called I me think. personally one day, and he was the one asking me, like, I can't get this green right. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> My first thought was, what do you mean you can't get that green ride? Right? It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I figured out what he you, know, it's just one of those kind of like things like afterthoughts or, oh, okay, I get it. Here's what you need to do kind of thing. And I was happy to help him out. You know, it was nice. You know, it was cool that they called me, you know, and Sean and I had actually spoken bef- like, I don't know what it was. It was probably maybe eight or nine months before he passed. And he told me, he was thinking about going out there Mm -hmm. and helping them on it and wanted to know if I wanted to go with him. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, maybe figure it out and let me know, you know what they are, what they're talking about. And so, you know, we probably would have, but you know, obviously it didn't work out, you know, for obvious reasons, you know? So, yeah.
0: Well, you you know, and it was cool that they reached out to him and, and just a few more things that came to mind for me is that, you know, when I look like actually just this week, dude, small world, when I got involved in trucks, you know, I became friends with Steve Nielsen because I was buying stuff from him at Ultra Images, and mm-hmm. Steve had sent out you know these classic VHS tapes, and they it wasn't smut, it was you know truck smut is what I call it. So, yeah, yeah. so just this week, I I've been ripping more of it, and um, from the DVD, I had it transferred, and dude, it was like uh, Cow Truck Jam '98. And yeah. dude, you see, you see, um, uh, West Side there, and of course the Blazer I had mentioned earlier, and you know the crew or the the MIC, like they they really, I don't want to say they were the first shop, you know, because there were there were others, you know, we've talked about Trendsetter and some of these other classic shops, but like mm-hmm. they really had like what you said, like this West Coast like f- flair to them, like with their booth yeah. and then the inside of the shop, like you said. And, you know, not taking anything away from, like, even Ryan and West Coast Customs and stuff, but, you know, these guys were, you know, you guys were at the, kind of the forefront of a lot of that, in my opinion.
3: I think that was before any of that stuff. It was,
0: yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty certain. You know, and Ryan was kind of building up, and he, obviously he built his empire, but now does, do you still um, talk? Like, I don't know anything about Rob Maji. Is he still around, not, or is he involved with trucks he, at all? He is.
3: He is. He's, he's heavily into real estate, ah. <laughs> you know, because his parents are real estate agents, and, you know, they kind of pass that on to him, which is pretty damn smart. You know, yeah, and uh, yeah. that's as far as I know, that's kind of, you know, I haven't talked to him in quite a few years. The funny thing is the I taught, you know, I did something for his mom, really? you know, like that's a few cool. years ago. Yeah. You know, some, it was like an antique thing she wanted me to do some lettering on for her. So I did that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, asked about him and I, I got his number. I just hadn't really, I hadn't talked to him, you know, maybe one of these days I will, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know how things go. Now, of course, that I mean, it's kind of line share, but what I think is, you know, we're talking to uh, St- Steven Van Diemen. And uh, if you go out on Instagram and you type in uh, Van Diemen, D-E-M-O-N, you're going to see his Instagram. And one thing that I appreciate, you know, we kind of were starting to nail down, you know, making this audio happen. And you went out there and uh, thanks for doing it. You posted some of the covers, right? And some of the work that mm-hmm. you've been involved with. And, um, you know everything from lowered to lifted, but one of my favorites was a street trucks. Um, it was like a black truck, and it had this like I know I'm going to say it wrong, like a purplish uh, flame that kind of went down. It. it was extended cab.
3: Yeah, like, I forget the guy's name that that owned that. I forget his name, yeah. but yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, so yeah.
0: many epic trucks. And and talk to us a little bit about just you know when you think back. You know, obviously you're you're still a young, dude, and you're doing all kinds of stuff. But like when you think back to all of these, I mean, is there maybe a couple that come to mind that just really stand out in your mind?
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the funny thing, the truck you're talking about, now here's here's the thing that is kind of cool about it, and I copied that color scheme you know black's easy obviously it's not like whoa you came up with black you know (laughs) it was just a black vehicle but as far as like the color of the actual graphics on it Uh i had done a 33 ford roadster for the grand national roadster show a few years before that Uh and i used the same color combination so what that is it's hot pink pearl Uh with, with violet faded around the edge so you're seeing the the pink pearl in the middle just looks like a lighter violet so that was just kind of one of those like kind of cool almost tricks that you would do where, you know, who the hell, you know, what like macho guy would be all put pink on my truck. Right. But it looks amazing you oh, know, it when you does, use it, dude. right. You know, and he loved it and he didn't, I don't even think he knew it was hot pink pearl you know <laughs> just because the violet blends into the hot pink and makes it look like a lighter violet, you know, but that's what that is. So anyway, um, I don't know. Let me think. Um, I mean, usually, see, for me, I mean, a lot of it is, is different things, not necessarily trucks. Some of the more involved, as far as like time, you know, would obviously be Rob's, the crew cut truck. That was like a ton of time. Um, there was one that I did that was on the cover of, um, God, I'm probably wrong, but I think it was street trucks. It was that one with the dice all over it. Yes. It's like uh, it's white yeah, base. that, that and was uh, dice Tahoe. Okay. So oh, no, you know, actually i'm I sorry
0: know, but... no no, no i you know what i'm totally sorry that was a c that was a newer uh new body style uh pickup and it had like the yellow and blue and red with the dice i think yeah
3: right? okay yeah yep i really liked that one that one was fun and then uh and it was just like over the top i mean the jams were all done underneath everything you know that was cool you know i did a few cars for sean you know that no one ever saw oh, or i really? think maybe one of his impala was probably in something i want to say it was in lowrider but that was a cool one but you know that wasn't a cover most people have never seen it it was it was a brand new impala at the time you know and i did graphics all over it and i did like the impala like the actual like impala logo on the side was incorporated into the graphics then you know there's you know the that freaking um that excursion you know the sexcursion yeah, <laughs> that craig owned craig that elder thing was nuts i mean i you know i'm not going to tell you i look at it and think it's the most beautiful thing in the world but god that was a lot of time you know i had helped pinstripe in that one a friend of mine can't help me pinstripe that over the course of like two nights i think but that was one of craig elders where it was like i want every inch of this thing covered you know <laughs> And that's what happened with it, you know?
0: Yeah, and what's crazy is that was on the cover of uh, Street Trucks July 01. So, like, literally 20 years, like, in a couple weeks, boom. But wasn't
3: it before the flames?
0: Yeah, I think it. you're right. Yep, you nailed it. It was before the flames. And that just kind of goes to show you, Steve, like, how you know, because, I mean, you dealt with them, but... Like this guy would he would build the craziest stuff triple convoluted bags big wheels tires all this but then he would still be willing to go back like he just wouldn't sell it he'd go back and do more yeah, work on it yeah do something dude. else to it yeah change the color or whatever yeah yeah it was it was crazy now the red one I know when we kind of had had this conversation earlier in the week but the red new body style Chevy right so these Chevys come out and 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 I forget if it was the first one totally done it probably was. But you kind of had this unique story about the eyeball on the back. I think.
3: Oh yeah, the one, yeah, that one. Um, like I said, I, I'm someone that I don't know what truck is what. Right. You know, I just right. know it. that four wheels and a steering wheel. <laughs> so with that one, you know, I I was going to do something kind of unique on the tailgate. So I want to do an eyeball on it. You know, because I. I don't know. <laughs> it's, I couldn't even tell you why. It just looked kind of weird and just different, you know. So, and it's kind of hot rod, you know, having an eyeball, especially with wings, you know. So, I did the eyeball and had the kind of swirling flat fire going around it and whatever it was. And the coolest thing about that truck was, to my knowledge, and don't quote me on this because I could be wrong, but I want to say it's the first truck that and ever put on their cover that was backwards.
0: Yeah, it was like the rear three-quarter shot, so you could literally see the eye.
3: and they'd never done, you know, as far as I knew, they'd never done that. Everything was always facing you, Mm -hmm. you know, and the reason they did that is because of that eyeball. They liked the eyeball. Oh, it looked awesome. And
0: and I don't have the issue in front of me, but I'd be willing to guess Brian McCormick shot it because it had that reflection, like, you know, he was famous for doing. And yeah, yeah, it's cool because, you know, the thing that I love about your work, too, is that... Like when you had shared some of these on your Instagram, it's S Van via V-A-N Diemen, You'll see that uh, you got everything, and, and I know, again, you're not a guy of accolades, but like trucking, uh, sport trucks, street trucks, of course, we talked about, but like even like truck builder, and then you even had some cars, like to me, like the flame jobs on that green, like old school Impala, right? It almost has, like when I looked at it, I was like, damn, the colors almost like stood out to me, like crew cut. Like, dude, that's some epic stuff.
3: That's car. Oh, that was Rob's car. Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. the Apollo you were talking about. And notice the pinstriping is yellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And it had the Master Image Customs, uh, that famous kind of decal on the front. Yeah, yeah, that's good yeah,
3: I, I, I've done tons of tons of cars at hot rods. You know, they've been on covers. I just, I was just putting up trucks. Right. You know, for your for your sake, basically. You know, so you could see the truck stuff. And I think I put up maybe a couple of the cars. You know.
0: Oh yeah. Well, someone like yourself that's been out like on the West coast for a long time, you know, you, you partnered, um, you know, with like Craig Elder, right. It, on some mm-hmm. of his projects, um, you know, any funny story or anything that you can remember, you know, working with Craig, I, I know he probably was like, I just get it done. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, Craig
3: was always, um, yeah, Craig was always all about, Oh God, this has to be done by Monday. You know, but see, for me, it's like back then I didn't really have any responsibilities, So I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. You know, we worked till freaking late, you know, like two in the morning or whatever, who cared, you know? And he was always like that, but he was always, he, like I said before, he wanted everything covered, you know, like, like it was kind of a joke where, you know, people would see stuff I had done for him and they'd look at and go, Oh, whoa, you're way too wild for me. And I'd be like, no, that's not me. (laughs) You know, I, I like to leave some dead space. You know, I like some, empty you know I, I like some emptiness going on with with the color you know you got to leave some some silence in the music you know so but he didn't want that he wanted every inch of the damn thing covered so that was one thing about him you know there'd be a little spot and you go, oh let's put something right there you know
0: <laughs> all right oh yeah
3: whatever I don't care you know
0: it's not mine. well, our homie pin even recently picked up he um uh, Craig had that famous uh, crew cab the lifted Ford I mean he had a bunch, but he had the yellow lifted one. And yeah. Penn, Penn recently picked it up, I think, at uh, at auction at Barrett-Jackson. And, you know, he's going to kind of really, curate huh? that. And, you know, he's been cruising it around. But, you know, when I think about, like, MIC and then you think about Craig Elder, too, like those runs that they had with, you know, not even – you know, they may not even have been, like, trying to chalk it up. Like, you know, we all know, like, Craig Elder was building some crazy shit. But, you know, if you look back in history at the runs that these guys had, including Rob and, and Team – Dude, I mean it's like epic stuff. I mean, how many features and covers and back covers? I mean, street trucks had MIC ad, full ad on the back, and of course yeah, I mean it was yeah. the, the tie in with the you know the truck giveaway and stuff. But dude, that's some epic shit, man.
3: Yeah. You know, the the yellow truck you're talking about, I did the boat. I don't know if you ever saw the yes, boat, but there I was did. a boat. Yeah, uh, it's a uh I think it's an HTM high tech marine mm-hmm. is what it was. I did the boat way before the truck. Oh, and then, and then he brought the truck and I did the truck. And that was one of the few vehicles I ever did for him where I didn't cover it because I wanted it to look kind of have a cool look to it. I didn't want it to be like smothered in those little flames. So I, if you look at it, it's got less on it and that's why, you know, and that, that like tandem has kind of a funny story. So I don't know what magazine it ended up in, but it was in a magazine with the flames on the boat, and I think it might have had pictures of the flames on the truck. I don't remember if it was before or after. Yeah, I did
0: it the was truck. the it was the table of contents and street trucks. So the boat had okay. the flames, and then the truck did. And it
3: said so. He had some other shop, like paint shop, do all the prep. So they sanded it and brought it to me. Then I did all the graphics. They took it back and cleared it. Right, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who they were. I don't care. Doesn't right, matter. Right. But in that magazine, it says graphics and flames or whatever it is done by that shop doesn't even have my name on it
0: oh really and see that's, so that's like the worst thing you can do for that's a one
3: of those that's one of those things where you know it you see it and back then you know of course it bothered me now i couldn't care less and the way i look at it now is you know who got paid to do those yeah me <laughs> yeah. so so if it really makes you feel good saying you did it but you didn't get paid because i did you know i know i know I, I remember getting the cash in my hand you know so it all comes down to that. Sometimes you just got to let it go, and but you know, if you want to take credit for something you didn't do, you go right ahead. But I'm the yeah, one that sir. got paid.
0: Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, and that was the March 02 issue, and it had the table of contents. I mean, you know, when we had Brian McCormick on, dude, someone I really look up to. You know, he talked about having that unique opportunity uh, to be able to shoot Craig's stuff and things like that. Yeah. And, and to me, it was it was pretty awesome. But it seems like though too that where you lived and where you were centrally located and obviously you had the success with the first, you know, stuff that you did that landed on the cover, you, you met Rob, you obviously met Craig and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being out there in California in that area, like you started, you know, like you mentioned when um, that area of California was known for hot rods and all that stuff, it seemed like that was also like another thing that helped you kind of get to, you know, where you were because, you, you know, you knew these guys and you did damn good work.
3: Oh, Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 totally helped out, you know, I'm, um, you know, the funny thing is like now, you know, on occasion I'll still do work on like hot, hot rods and stuff like that. Like the shop that I'm at, you know, is a hot rod shop. So we got, you know, we're doing a dragster right now, you know, full blown, you know, I don't know what class it is, but it's like a hardcore, you know, real deal dragster, you know, we're doing that. Um, So I still do that stuff, but anymore, it's kind of nice because I can pick and choose what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, whereas back then, you know, I did anything that came along you know and some of my clients are like so like just off the wall as far as who they are and what they did and some of the people i've met it's so funny like i'll give you for instance so you remember the show magnum pi right oh yeah oh yeah so one of my best friends now and i've and it's because it's through automotive like hot rod stuff he was a director for magnum pi
0: Oh, like the uh, we're talking the OG yeah. show in the '80s, yeah.
3: Yeah. So he was one of the directors, and he he was on the show for I think seven years, and uh, he's become a really good friend of mine. And he oh, was wow. also he when he retired because he's re- he's been retired for quite a few years. He was the president of Universal Studios.
0: Holy shit!
3: So not not the tour. I'm talking the filming studio. So he was like a big wig, you know, in the movie industry, and he's a good like I could call him right now and shoot the shit with him you know so people like that you know just the area i'm in you know i used to do stuff for tommy lee and pamela anderson back in the day Mm -hmm. i used to do a lot of stuff for them actually and uh von dutch originals you know when that first started i don't know if you even know what Mm -hmm. that is
0: oh yeah i remember yeah
3: you know it's funny because around here you know you you do have some cool people that you'll meet you know kind of off the wall you know almost like they're celebrities but they're you know, it's not like Tom Cruise. You know, what I mean, it's just kind of off wall stuff.
0: Yeah, and and I always thought too, like Huntington Beach, and you you often hear that with the Chip foos tie-in, and you know, a lot of TV shows were kind of down and in that was, area. He
3: was, here, he was here last week. Oh, real? Oh, wow, awesome. dude. I mean, he's here because they're you know these guys. Ron is friends with them, and they do stuff with them all the time.
0: I don't, you know, I just yeah. say, yeah, uh, you got your own stuff. Yeah, because you know you've been around a lot of these guys, so you're not like uh, you know, whatever, but. To me, though, that, that California area, I know uh, Jimmy Shine and even... Um, yeah, yeah um, he, was in, he was in my way earlier. I think I told <laughs> you that. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, like, even um, there was also the Hollywood Hot Rods. I think he... I was talking to Joey, I think, recently, for Joey and okay. Heather. Uh, like, the, you know, he was out there. Like, all these different shops, and there's so much history out there. And, yeah. you know, even, even with the high prices of California and stuff, it just seems like, you know, Hot Rods are... You know, it's a part of America. You know, um, It's who we are, trucks especially. And it's cool that all these years later, all that stuff is still thriving like it was. Oh,
3: yeah. These guys are throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars on their cars. It's funny.
0: Yeah. A guy that I know was uh, John Cashman. I had him on my Lincoln Attic podcast. He um, is friends with Jay Leno. And yeah, yeah he yeah. went on the show and he um, is the guy that does all the convertible tops. And he got uh-huh. Jay's a white 66 going and he just said, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, I've known Jay over the years. And he said, you know, like he'd call and say, hey, John, I need you to come work. Hey, no problem. I'm over in Palm Springs. I'll be over. And, yeah. um, you know, just it, the car community, as you know, man, is, is when you get to a certain level, I mean, there's just a lot of good people.
3: Yeah, I was just at Jay's shop about about eight months ago or so.
0: Oh, wow. That's sick, dude. If you ever get a chance to see his place, it's very impressive. Killer man, yeah, I'd love to one day. Um, just a couple more things because we want to value your time. Um, when, like, did you ever get a chance to really, um, uh, like work side by side with Courtney, like doing tech articles, or you know, did you ever know Courtney Hollowell or no, any of those I kind of truck guys?
3: Knew him back then only through Craig and Dion. Yeah, you know, but, you know, I mean, it was just kind of like we were like, hey, what's up, you know,
0: yep. kind of thing. I you know, I didn't hang out with him or anything like that. Well, here's something cool for you. I had a guy named Cal Smith on the podcast. Uh-huh. And Cal was out from here. And, and and funny enough, his name is Cal, K-A-L. Okay. And um, he went on to tell me stories, um, not on the podcast, but, like, how he goes, man, he goes, I remember meeting um Craig and Dion and these guys, like, at the infancy, like, before they even started Cal Concepts. And he was, like, uh-huh. talking about how, you know, kind of like you were saying, like, you know, you've known Craig a long time. And I I thought it was pretty interesting because, like, they even had similar styles. Like, there's a couple famous trucks out here that he painted and cars. And you kind of look at it and you go, wow, you know. And and they, arguably, at Cal Concepts, they created this awesome, you know, kind of West Coast flair. But I also like what you've done over the years. And really, also, when I see a lot of what K-Daddy does, uh, you know, he obviously does these crazy flames and stuff. And really, flames never seem to go out, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean... uh You know, anymore, it's like, it's better because you're not doing 10 of them at the same time for me anyway, you know? So when I do some, when I do a flame job on something, it's, it's pretty unique because you know, again, you know, I'm not doing like back in the day, you know, you're doing 10, 15 of them at the same time. Oh yeah. Flame jobs on trucks and cars and all that. But what you said about, what you said about Craig and Dion, you know, without a doubt, you know, they pretty much set the look. You know which is funny because of that damn truck The oh, last, yeah. L- oh
0: yeah
3: oh looked for all that stuff and for me you know that was the epitome of all of it was was all the stuff that they and still do you know they still do that stuff you know and all that you know came from craig scribbling on his freaking notepad he was the one that drew all that stuff you know frazier was the one that drew all that stuff with you know feltic pens and pencils and he would do all those renderings, you know, just on a piece of paper, you know, he never used a computer back then. And he, he should get credit for that 100%. He's a, he's on Mount Rushmore. If not, he has his own route Mount Rushmore where there's four of him, you know, and, you know, Dion obviously is part of that. My thing was, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to, obviously didn't want to end me. Cause I could have easily just copied what they were doing, but I would have felt like an idiot. You know, for one thing, because it's obvious if you're just copying them. So I kind of just figured out, wow, I'm real good at doing these flame things and my own style. So, you know, I just started doing that. And there are a few instances where I did quote, you know, like Cal Concepts, Air Syndicate style stuff here and there. But, you know, I always want to make sure people who don't know, I want to make sure they know, well, here's where that came from, you know, you know, exactly. Like, yeah, they obviously already know. You don't need to tell them. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Who don't? You know, they've never seen it. You're like, oh yeah. You know, this guy that I know, Craig, created that whole look. You know.
0: Exactly, and it's cool because one of our friends, one of my best friends, Josh Ellis, he owns the. You know, there was the look that kills. Well, he owns. Um, well, okay. Excuse me. He okay. So there was the their last look, but he owns the look that kills, and his friend, yeah. you know, owned enough? it that one like
3: orange okay yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly and you know i it's funny because that vhs tape that i mentioned earlier like i have video from the day that steve went there and they were like finishing that truck up and you you see all the trend stuff in there and you know you see dion and and i think i know uh, k daddy and like you just like you see the the work that they were doing and and still all these years later and, and they're still thriving and they're still doing stuff like even like you are you know, it's really, really awesome. And I kind of wanted to transition and kind of wind down, but I wanted to ask you, you know, you hinted earlier kind of at what you do now, Steve, but, Uh um, you know, can you kind of share with the listeners, like, you know, what you do for your kind of daily job?
3: Well, I mean, it's pretty much on, you know, for the most part, it's kind of the same thing. It's just on different things, (laughs) you know? So, so all the, like the techniques, as far as like the body work and the prep and the paint and, you know, the pinstriping and airbrushing and lettering and all that stuff, you know, spraying things different colors and all that. It's pretty much the same techniques. The difference is now, primarily, what I do is I do antique restoration. So when I say that, you know, usually people think antiques, they think like little things that are in your kitchen. Right. Or, you know, sitting in the corner of your garage or whatever. Well, what I do is I have people that you, it's easy just to call them. Best or best thing to call them would be a car collector, right? Mm -hmm. That's people that have lots and lots of cars. I don't mean like someone has four or five cars or even 20 cars. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds. Like Jay Leno is a car collector, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) So what I do is I don't necessarily usually deal with the cars or trucks themselves other than maybe like repairing like touch-ups or lettering. Like sometimes some of the old trucks will have lettering on them or striping or whatever. What I do is the stuff that goes in the car collection. So for instance, the signs, the machines, the gas pumps, Um, my bigger clients have literally, they have gas stations. And I'm not talking about like they own a Chevron or a 76. I'm talking they own like old, like from the teens, from the twenties, you know, original gas stations. They're not functioning gas stations. They're just, you know, on display. And we restore all that kind of stuff you know, and I'm talking like, like the best way to put it is I, I curate museums for billionaires. Oh yeah. So that's kind of what I do now is, you know, these guys that have more money than God, you know, and they collect all this stuff and I make it look pretty.
0: Yeah. And they know? call that oftentimes like automobilia. I think I say it wrong. You know, you automobilia,
3: Americana. Yeah.
0: Americana. Yep. And
3: a lot of it, like for instance, the biggest client I have, his biggest place is the size
0: of Costco.
3: Do you guys have Costco? out Yeah. There?
0: Oh yeah. Dude, those things are huge.
3: Think of a Costco filled, like filled, like beyond belief with just hundreds of millions of dollars and stuff. Right. So there's that. And then there's, you know, if anyone's ever seen like Jay Leno's place on TV, you know, that kind of stuff, he has generally like hand painted stuff on the walls as opposed to the signage and stuff. He does have a lot of like steam engines and stuff like that. But, uh, Like, I, you know, I'm just talking about all this stuff, you know, that goes with all this, you know, the automotive stuff. And we just started recently getting a lot of shipments in from Europe. So I'm doing a lot of European stuff now, as far as like just machines and gas and, you know, all the stuff that goes with cars and trucks and all that, you know, I've done tractors and horse-drawn carriages, aircraft, World War II vehicles.
0: Dude, that's insane. Well, think about this: a couple years ago, I forget if I think it was Barrett Jackson. They they had a guy. You know, these guys will get older, and they'll get to a certain point where they either want to downsize or they go, "Hey, I'm ready for my stuff." And they they did a big auction. Well, this year, um, I remember hearing it earlier this year. It says, "It says something about like a guy named Larry Winkler. Like he has some amazing collection of like you know all kinds of this automobilia stuff, and that stuff's going to go up for auction." But to me. To be able to like amass that amount of stuff and those signs, as you know, and those gas pumps and stuff like that stuff is like, you know, people are addicted to it,
3: but there's nothing
0: like going into a museum or someone's collection. I haven't really seen a lot in person and you see all that stuff. You're just like, dude, freaking mind blown.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. The one that I, the big one that I deal with is probably the nicest one of its kind. Wow. I mean, it's mind
0: blowing. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
3: But like I'll give you I'll give you an idea. It's like the most expensive sign that I know of that's over here it was three hundred fifty thousand dollars unrestored. Wow, unrestored. Yeah, and it's one side. It's just a one-sided sign. It was three fifty unrestored.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Like, do you think back? You know, just in kind of you know winding down. Like when you think back to all the stuff that you've done. I mean, you obviously have a ton of stuff ahead of you in in what you do. But um, you know, do you look back and just say, "Wow, man! Like it was an awesome ride," or "Hey, I forgot everything. Oh, you know, almost everything I did. You know, like not really, but you know what I mean. Like, what's your sentiment as far as all of the um the success that you've had, man?
3: No, it's just it's all it's all been fun, really. I mean, there's no Good. the f- weird thing is like people, you know, when they figure out kind of what I do, and it's it's a wide variety of stuff. You know, I mean, it really is. You know, I mean, I used to paint people. I do people's shoes. You know, ah. I'd paint your shoes if you wanted, you know, whatever. It's just fun, you know, and the way that I put it, you know, I mean, obviously the coolest thing is trying to, you know, make sure you got all that stuff together to show the kids someday, you know, Mm. you know, they, they look at it down there. Oh yeah, that's cool. You know, maybe someday they'll be a little more into it, but here's the thing about is I usually say this when people ask me about what I do, I'll say, man, it beats the hell out of digging ditches.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a lot worse stuff you're doing.
3: Yeah, I get to paint weird shit on people's cars.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's whatever, fun. whatever they yeah. want. Exactly. Now, why don't you give a fa- shout out to uh, your family if you want? Um, I know your son recently. I think you, you're kind of going through all the normal, um, you know, stuff that happens to dad or not dads and grads. Well, dads this month, but the grad stuff. Um, anything yeah, you wanted I, to share?
3: Yeah, my son Aiden. He just graduated high school, and he actually he received a, a presidential award for academic excellence.
0: Wow that's awesome congrats to him man
3: oh thank you he's he's like he's a math genius and then my daughter she's 12 and she's uh she'll be going into seventh grade and she's learning to play the guitar which is really nice and i i am a musician as well as all this other stuff and uh i play right now i'm not playing original music Mm -hmm. right at this moment i'm actually it's the funniest thing i'm playing in a led zeppelin tribute band right damn and I'm a bass player, so I've been playing bass for 41 years. And uh, and my guitar player in the Led Zeppelin Tribute Band, go figure, he's a guitar teacher. So he's teaching her how to play guitar, which is pretty cool. you know.
0: That's insane. And just so your daughter doesn't feel left out, what was her name? Araya. Okay, awesome. Like, like
3: Mariah without the M. Araya. Araya.
0: <laughs> Araya and Aiden. So cool, man. Yep. And she's crazy. She is just like, she's nuts. She's just like the funniest thing on the planet. Yeah, that's crazy. Real quick, too. You had told me when we had talked before, so I, I know you said you're kind of doing the tribute stuff now, but you were also in a band like back in the day.
3: I've been in lots of bands back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so
0: one was called Function, right?
3: Yeah. Yep. Function yes. was probably, if I have to look back, it was probably my favorite band I've played in. Because I mean, we literally, we used to play with the Chili Peppers and Cypress Hill and, uh, God, I couldn't even tell you who else. A bunch of other, I mean, Weezer... Yep. God, I couldn't. Hear, I'd have to think. You yeah, know, I mean, we used
0: yeah. to play bands. Yeah, it's pretty you cool. And, and if if no one's watched it, um, you know, you just made me think of something like with Cypress Hill. But Netflix, um, they did that uh, when it came out. We had talked about it um, on the podcast a lot. But it was called L.A. Originals, right? And if you've yeah. never seen it, you got to sit down and watch it. It, you know, it's these guys that you know are amazing artists and photographer, and they've been together for like a long time. But, you know, they grew up in that era of Cypress Hill. Um, yeah. It's it's Mr. Cartoon, who I'm sure you okay. know, and then um, S- Estevan O-R-I-O-L. I forget how to say his name. But those guys were tied in with um, Delinquent Habits and, and Cypress and all that stuff. And I tell you, yeah. every time I watch it, I'm like, dude, that, that, that shit, I just love, all, I love it yeah, all, man. Yeah,
3: part of it was tattoos. Yes. <laughs>
0: those yep. guys, they were tattoo artists. They are still. Yep. You know? Yeah, and they've tattooed a lot of people, but but yeah. man, like it's been it's been a pleasure, dude. You know, for you giving us some time because, like I said, you've been on the list a long time, and I know there's a lot of other people out there that you know they're probably like, oh man, you know we're gonna get to everybody, I promise that. But like you know, <laughs> when you think back, you know, and and you know, you think back and you bring up all these memories, and we talked a little bit about Craig Elder and all the stuff you've done and some of the projects that you've had your hands on, man. I, I just want to say thanks, dude, for for literally kind of blessing us with some of these stories, man.
3: No, it's awesome to finally meet you, you know. Yeah, man. You know, so we've been going back and forth, you know, for a while and it's very cool to finally talk to you. It's awesome. I yeah, it's, it.
0: It. it's a good trip down memory lane we'll be sharing, of course, um, you know, some of the some of the past magazine features and stuff and you know, again, you know, from us just as truck enthusiasts, you know, we're no better than the next guys. Uh, we just love this stuff, but we say salute to you, man, because like I said, we always want to pay homage to the old school because without guys, I know, you know, this might sound cliche, but without guys like you and Sean Mahaney, rest in peace, and so many others, you know, we may not be where we are with the truck scene today, so, you know, on behalf of, you know, everyone out there, thanks, homie.
3: I appreciate the hell, uh, that is too cool.
0: Yeah, you got it, and best of luck to your son, Aiden, as he ventures on in life, your daughter, of course, Arya, and then your fam, dude, keep doing what you do, Steve.
3: I appreciate that. Have a great rest of your day. I know your day is almost over, I guess. I
0: mean. Yeah, man. I'll put some Knight Rider on, fall asleep. I'm good to go.
3: <laughs> have a good rest of your night, and it was very cool talking to you.
0: Appreciate you, Steve. Yo, yo, so there you have it. It's a wrap. Thank you so much to Steve Van Diemen for coming on. Now, I do want to correct one thing that I said. I did not have that December 2000 issue handy that had the red full-size it was dubbed the first body dropped 2000 truck. Of course, it was on the December uh, 2000 cover. Now I mentioned, just going off of memory and some photos that I had, uh, you know, found on online, that I thought that BMC Brian McCormick, would have shot it. But uh, doing the research, coming back, of course, uh, I did find that Mr. Wes Allison, dude, the one of the all-time great photographers he did shoot that so we'll be sharing some of the video of you know the magazine and you, you know how we do so uh, that'll be coming at you guys through social media but dude there's a couple other things that i meant to ask steve so hopefully maybe we can get him back on just for a couple of minutes in the coming weeks uh, in the coming weeks and uh, i know a few people i had posted in the Airhead Nation group. They had a couple of questions and I didn't see those in time, so I didn't get to those. But I bet you, Steve, will give us about 10, 15 minutes and be able to answer a couple of other questions. Uh, But, uh, you know, we'll sink back with them. Again, you heard me at the beginning. uh, Mike and I, we kind of got tied up and we didn't really talk a lot about Father's Day weekend. But uh, this weekend, again, kick back and, uh, you know, do what you do. Enjoy it. And uh, if your dad's still here, as I mentioned at the beginning, Spend some time with him, call him, and uh, just cherish all of that time you have. So with that being said, Scraping the Coast is next weekend. We'll see you in Biloxi. And uh, we may try to get that episode out a little bit early next week. ODB, the mayor, stay on the rise. We at you. Peace.